All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 64. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me tonight, as always, from the East Coast, a very jubilant Mr. Trees. Mm -hmm. How's it going, sir? Right now, Fred. Right now. Uh, you, you can get 50% off select anime games. No shit. Where? Is, some, is it GameStop? Oh, <laughs> so the seed of some, good value in that, this is country. Is something you're in? <laughs> to have it a, a We Love Anime <laughs> fucking extravaganza, I mean, I'm apparently. such a fucking weeb. I already own everything I would possibly want, but I'll look it up. <laughs> okay, just saying. Just on the website, that's all. Let's see what we're working with here. I'm just looking at shit. Um, you know, here's something else Fred I've learned. Uh-huh. All right? When, when the, the debt, the debt collectors come a-calling, Fred. Yes. You best pay your debt. All right? And like I wish that personally? was a metaphor for life, but okay. I'm just, that really happened to me today. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, I debt, debt collectors calling me and shit. I was like, what's this now? Prank caller, uh, prank caller. Yeah, well, that's it, because you're like, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever been called by a debt collector, but you're like, this is surely a scam. <laughs> I am being, this is, I'm being there scammed. There's no way this no, can be real. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I do this know, what you you mean. know, this happened to me before, and this is why I'm cautious, because uh, uh, I actually got a letter. And, here's something about me, people. I don't look at mail anymore. <laughs> It's a bad, it's not a good habit to have, but ever since I met my wife and she has the, like, we have a lockbox, you know, for the, mm -hmm. the mail and she has the key. So she gets the mail, right? Yeah. And the truth is all my bills and shit are done digitally, right? So I really don't get mail. So I just don't look at it. I get like a stub from work, something news from work once in a while. And then like anything that's like a bill goes right to my wife anyways, Right, dental, yeah, kid stuff for the kids. So I just don't look at mail. And then for the longest time, if I had mail, I had this little bucket. It's a catch-all bucket in my game room. It's filled with uh, numerous chargers and uh, cords and fucking mini I'm familiar with this drawer <laughs> and, and, and SD cards. And she also throws my mail in there. Mm. So uh, everything's a mess. So I never dig through there. And uh, once in a while, I'll dig through and go, what's this medical bill here? It's from uh, a year and a half ago. I never paid. Um, so that's what happens, right? And uh, like two years ago, I got a letter from a debt collector. I met the mail and I open it. And it says uh, it was like a summons. <laughs> oh, shit. So that's like, yeah. Yeah. It, it was like all the way there. And I go, what is this? I go, this must be a scam. And it turned out it was from a, a furniture store. That oh. uh, that had automatic payments, but their automatic payment system screwed up, and mm -hmm. we never knew. We just never knew, and I never looked at my mail. So, and I don't answer a phone call uh, if I don't know who it is. Yeah, and if they, if they don't leave a message for me, that's on them. That's that is on them. I am fully with you on this. But apparently not with Depco. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know that we don't get to make that decision. But yeah, I'm apparently, with you. <laughs> I played. I tried to play hardball uh, with them on the phone. Like I tried doing that '80s cool shit where I was telling them how it's gonna be, mm -hmm. and they were like, How'd that go? And they were. Like, I paid like two grand, <laughs> pay off my yeah. debt. Yeah, with the quickness. And uh, 
So, and uh, so this time I got the, I got a call. I got a voicemail today. And it was like from a deck collector. It was the same number. I remember this number was still remembered in my phone. I was like, these motherfuckers. I go, they better not be fucking me with this furniture again. I go, we paid that off. And uh, then it turned out it was a, a medical bill that I uh, like for twenty five bucks that. Uh, I vaguely remember looking at it a few months ago with my wife mm-hmm. and going, oh, man. And I remember saying to her, oh, man, this was due like in November. I got to pay this. And then I threw it in the bucket where it disappeared forever. Nice. And, and never paid it. Anyways, Fred, uh, I forget why I even told that story. I was venting. I was venting to you before the show started with work stuff. It's been a stressful like two days out of the blue. I was having a good week. And then boom, Shit bumps in the down. road, buddy. Yeah. Bumps in the road. I've told you that, right? That's my little, that's my little thing for life. An old man told me that once. Guy I used to work with who retired was a good friend, and I, uh, I was complaining about stuff like this, and he was just laughing, right? Yeah, he was, he was like, just laughing. He was just laughing because this man was in in wars and shit, so he was just laughing at me, and he went bumps in the road. And I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, bumps in the road. He goes, these are, he goes, you have these little troubles, right? And you're just trying to get through them. You're trying to get over these bumps and you finally get over them. He goes, you look ahead. There's just more bumps in the road. There's always be bumps in the road. You just got to get over them. So that's what today was. It's a smart man. It's a man who has clearly dealt with herpes before. <laughs> it's bumps in the road. <laughs> it's <pesky> herpes. <laughs> but, um, you know, otherwise in effort, I don't think I've I've done anything this week except uh, I think the most monumental thing was uh, right before we started. You got to see live on on, on I my, know my I, webcam. I want to thank you for that. Yeah, of my Super Abzu uh, Steelbook that literally my my wife came in at nine thirty. It's only like ten right now, and she handed me. She goes, "Ooh, someone's got a package from London." I go, "You fuck right, they do." That's me. I'm important. <laughs> Give me that. Important people get important things, lady. So give me that. And uh, yeah, we opened it together, Fred, and it was glorious. It was it's a glorious. Beautiful that thing book. is gorgeous. It really is. If we had videotaped it, we probably could have sold more of them. Although I think they're sold out. So shit out of luck. The, the steel book. I don't know if the steel book is. Mm. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> the the, the regular version was st- sold out. Let's look. A store. Let's suck. See if you can still get them. There's only two thousand of them. I know. Um, I didn't even see it. I Where was gonna it? say I don't think, think it's available it's, anymore. It's gone. What do you think about that, Fred? Yeah, I I think it is uh, a super rare <laughs> game. If I were to guess. Huh? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. see it listed anywhere. But mm-hmm. it, you know, I must have caught it at the right time because I I believe. Uh, I don't remember seeing a big lead up for it. And then last week when we were doing the show, or right before the show, I saw it. I was like, oh, that's cool as shit. And because I was telling you about it. And then, you know, I was telling, oh, there it is right there. Yeah, sold out. Yeah. So there's 3,000 copies of the regular version and 2,000 copies of the Steelbook. Now, let me ask you something. Here's something I don't know. I showed you me opening it, right? Mm-hmm. No, that wouldn't be right. So technically, 
technically there's 5,000 copies of the regular abs because the steelbook comes with right. the regular version packed in there. But I don't right. think they count that in the 3,000 copies. That would make no, sense. No, I don't believe so, they do. So, yes, you've got a total of 5,000 in the wild, per in se. In the wild. So some dick, and you know there's plenty of people like that, and if this is you, sorry, I'm totally standing by my statement, um, buys this, keeps the steel mm-hmm. book, and sells the ca- the, the, the yes. regular version. Yes. That's right. So let me ask you something, Fred. Uh-huh. Do you feel privileged that you got to see one of 2,000 steel books in the world? I actually do, uh, honestly. <laughs> I, uh, I got to be honest with you. I don't get endorphins when I open booster packs. <laughs> But watching yeah. you uh, uh, de-seal <laughs> that, that? Uh, that much more uh, high-demand, uh, low-print run, yeah. yeah, yeah, that one, that one was fun to watch. I enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy it too much. I'm not weird, but I enjoyed yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, Fred saw me tearing into the cellophane with my teeth like a fucking animal. <laughs> well, because of course you said this and you acted like this was a rare occurrence. You were like the pull tab <laughs> that they give me didn't work, or like the string. And I was like, those things never fuck. At least they never it, work for me. So, like, that doesn't surprise the, me at all. It had the classic cellophane, like, little zip thing, like, that used to be in the old cigarettes. Yeah. In the fucking, <laughs> yes, in exactly. And in in a deck of cards, but it didn't It didn't pull. It didn't, it didn't have anywhere where it was, like, uh, open to pull, sort of fuckers. <sighs> Anyways, man, I'm trying to think if uh, I had anything go on this week, anything special since I last seen you. And, uh... God damn it. I don't fuck. <laughs> I went to a a lesbian engagement party. There you go. I did do that. So that was a fun experience. My the godmother of my son I went to high school with and we're very close. And uh and she's gay. And mm-hmm. she's had a string. If you think just uh the men and women have bad relationships. You don't oh, know my, you don't know my friend because <laughs> she has I'm like you are the worst I go you're the worst at picking picking girlfriends like I thought I had bad girlfriends you picked the worst ones they're always the worst but now she found the one she found the one and they're getting engaged and me and my family went to like a a barbecue cookout sort of thing mm-hmm. and what's really funny is, so, me and her dated in high school, right? Okay. And the few times we dated, I was such a, a nerd and introvert and stuff that nothing happened between us anyways. It was very innocent, like high school dating, mm-hmm. you know? And not like nowadays, uh, you know, TikTok, Tinder, high school dating. You know what I mean? It was, this was uh, 80s high school dating. Yeah. yeah. This was a uh, holding hands and a... Uh, catching a movie type dating mm-hmm. and uh she did invite me over to her house once when her parents were gone mm-hmm. and she, she and we went into her bedroom oh. we tell the story all the time because it's hilarious and her brother had an nes hooked up mm-hmm. and i spent the whole time playing super mario brothers <laughs> with her sitting on the bed next to me that's right that's what i did that's how, oh, yeah. that's how slick I was. We always tell that story. I go, that's the why she's a lesbian. I ruined, <laughs> I ruined that shit. She was like, this is what men have to offer? I'm out. That's what men you have know? to offer. Yep, that's it. 
Yeah, and she was like, "This, this ain't gonna work." Um, but what's funny is uh, her and her best friend uh, Doreen and her husband is up. We've kept close out of like the only people really in high school. Um, so we always would meet up every few months for just a night out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she came out of the closet, and she was, oh, it was funny because so I would go to sometimes by myself to these these uh night night out and then uh her best friend doreen and her husband would go and then the rest would just be uh vicky and all her lesbian friends <laughs> and go. it was like and it was like it's one of those things and to this day it's like that where it's almost like um with it with the outcasts because some of her um, f- lesbian friends are very militant, you know, okay. and it's like, why, why are the breeders here? Like, well, who brought? Especially when I bring my kids and shit, they're just like, ugh, who brought the, <laughs> who brought the kids? Who brought the family? You know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying now, and this is touchy waters, right? But I can I can talk on this because we are super close. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I am talking about her friends are a very specific group within every group of people and sexual orientation or whatever gender, there's different groups. Everybody's diced up. And, uh, but she, she has that one group where being lesbian isn't like, uh, it's tied into everything they do. If you know what I mean? Like that's Mm -hmm. their super identity. So much like, like, you know, (laughs) like my identity is I like to play games. It's not that I'm straight. Like I don't go around just making straight comments all day long because that's my identity. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Whereas some of these girl gals, they constantly have to make lesbian jokes in front of you. And it's like, yeah, I get it. So I don't know if you recall, but my sister's gay. And yes. uh, oh, actually, let me rephrase that. She was. She's okay. uh, now divorced from her wife, not to get too deep into it. And she, I think she's okay with me sharing that. Um, and uh, she is now straight. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, no, actually, let me rephrase that. I don't know how she identifies. What I right. do know is that she, um, what I do know is that she uh, is dating a, a male right now. That's mm-hmm. what I know. So, um, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, so it's funny how she has to kind of declare her identity from time to time. Right. So it's like, and again, I'm not trying to talk out of turn. Right. This, I love this woman daily and she loves my family. Obviously she's the godmother of my kid. So I know her very close so I can say these things because it's like, like she has a group of friends and one of them has like, you know, the, the forearm tattoos with a backwards baseball cap and like a chain wallet and a buck knife. Right. And she's like constantly doing the, like making like a lesbian joke and and then looking at me and going, oops, oops, sorry. Yeah. I know Butch is, I know Butch is like that. Yeah. yeah, And I'm just like, don't, don't be sorry. I don't know. <laughs> so 
you're you're good. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good. You're you know, good. I think he, yeah, it's like he, I I think you got ahead of it. I think you're pretty good. I think the war is over. I think uh, like I don't want to be rude, but I'm like y- you guys know you're not special anymore, right? You're just like you're you're good. You're like every you're miserable like everybody else. Congratulations. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what to tell you. It's like I. How does that go know, I, over? <laughs> one wonder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, shit. So I did that. I was at that meme. My family were at that uh, party. It was good times, you know, enjoyed it. And uh, we got the wedding invitation today. Oh, cool. And, yep. And the other woman that's getting uh, married to uh, the godmother of my kid, uh, her brother was there and he's, he was just like me, you know, just having mm-hmm. a beer. And him and me were the only guys there. And he just looked at me and he said, uh, what do you say? He said, uh, see you at the wedding. He goes, I go, yeah. And he goes, should be a good time. He raises his beer <laughs> and I go, yes, it will, my friend. Yes, it will. <laughs> and uh, again, that ain't a negative crack. I'm just saying. You know, if some of these girls are going to be there, it's going to be like, oh, my God, here we go. I mean, again, I don't want to judge anybody, but like, oh, yeah, there's some there's some fun drama had at every wedding. Um, oh yes. There was some really good drama had at the lesbian wedding. Um, and yeah. I'm not going to I'll even keep it uh, kind of casual and say mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you whether the drama came from um the heteros, uh, the lesbians, mm-hmm. or the alternative couples that were there. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I will say it was entertaining all around. Mm-hmm. All around. <laughs> I hope this I hope this group, there's a trio that I really dislike. And I hope they're not there. They'll be there. Because they're the trio. They're, gonna be they're, there. the, they're the trio that they, they, they go off on their own. And they, they don't mingle because they can't mingle with anybody that isn't part of their clique. And like, they were in my way. I was getting the bag chairs that we had. And I was like, uh, I was like, Hey, how you doing? You know, I was talking, cause I'd met them once before at one of the, the bonfires or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I said, Hey, how you doing? I go, yeah, we met before. I said, uh, I said, yeah, the, the bulldog, the cute bulldog. She's like, yeah. I was like, all right. I was like, can I get by here? I just gotta grab these bag chairs. And they're like, yeah. And I grabbed them. I said, all right. I was like, hey, you guys have a good night. I'll see you later. Looked at me. I was like, all right, good good times. Good times. Any more, is there any more lesbian jokes before I go? I don't want to miss any. Do you have some? Any cracks? No? None? All right. I'll see you at the wedding. Oh, shit. All righty. All righty. Keep up the good fight. Keep fighting the fight. There you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, people, don't take offense to anything. I've had a week, all right? Treason. I've had a week, a few days. And uh, again, this wasn't a, a, a thing against uh, gay people. This was about uh, those three that I didn't like as people. Because I don't tie, uh, unlike them, I don't tie, tie the sexuality into that identity. I'm just like, you guys are jerks. <laughs> and you know what? I think if you were straight, you'd be jerks too. So there you go. <laughs> There you go. Ah, uh, yeah, buddy, that was my week. 
Is that bad? I feel bad that I told that. So I feel like I've offended. I didn't mean to offend. Mm, I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't think I was being. I don't offended. think you would. I I think uh, one thing to keep in mind uh, that I think would stand with everybody. Yeah. Is just um, I like to see society. Um. Be a little less divisive and a little less judgmental towards any person regardless yeah. because and that's- i think that i think the the two clashes we see that you're very much demonstrating is that um uh, you get this this uh this tension on both sides because everything is so black and white right now and we need to get back to shades of gray in this regard See, you've got the people who are fed up with, um, you know, whether you be gay or straight, like, let's let's keep it ambiguous. They're mm-hmm. fed up. They're like, oh, my God, like, look, this person's got to be all this or, oh, they don't understand why we're this. And then you get the counterculture, which is just whatever I just said, reversed. Mm-hmm. And then you get people at odds with each other. And then you get into really rough situations where if you wanted to have this discussion, let's say you wanted to have this discussion with them, and I'm not saying you do, and you want to go up and you're like, okay, help me be more whatever, right? Like um, understanding or help me understand why you decide to identify this way in this way. It's not that they, they are gay. That's not what you're questioning. You're questioning why does there have to be this kind of like standoffish hostility Mm -hmm. as a reaction to it? And if I'm coming to you and I I hate to use buzzwords, but like here, help me be more woke. Mm -hmm. You're most likely going to get a, um, an aggressive response and not a positive one. You're not going to get a helpful, Oh, okay. Let's get an advocate. Let's get a friend um, you know, who doesn't identify the same way we do, but mm-hmm. will respect and help us advocate for our right to do so or for our, mm. you know, for the normality of doing so. But you're I not going to get that. You're going to <laughs> you're going to get um, hostility is what you're going to get. You're going to get aggression. You're going to get tension. You're going to get yeah. you're you're literally asking for it. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and we need to find a way to bridge that gap. And I do think, and I know people are going to, this will be my controversial statement for this episode. Yeah. Oh, no. I do think the the thing that people don't like is I'm like, I hear this all the time. So my wife and I will talk about this stuff, and I'm as guilty as she is. Um, or me and my friends will talk about it. And I'll be like, yeah, right? You really wish people were just you know more understanding, right? And you really wish they understood your point of view a little bit better, right? Yeah, well, why don't you volunteer that? Why don't you welcomingly uh, be more friendly towards these people and try to, don't change their mind, don't go at somebody who is already against you, but go to somebody who is hanging out with you so they obviously uh, appreciate your company and see what what bridges you can build there. But I, I still get a lot of like, no, fuck them. They need to change first. And it's like, well, okay, well, then we will wait for the world to change around us. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but Hasn't am, happened yet, but we'll see. But I am changed. I wasn't the one judging. They're judging me. That's my <laughs> point. That's my point I'm, is that. I'm fine. Yeah. I've been, hanging, that, yeah. Yeah. I've been going to les- I've been going to lesbian parties for 25 years now. All right. <laughs> well, uh, again. So it's these ones. 
Well, there is also the challenge yeah. uh, that I do believe exists in the lesbian community and we're at where I feel like the cusp well, of comfort, which is that the lesbian community is chock full of women who have been treated like shit by men. Mm. Play Mario and Brothers. there's just a whole lot a of... That's I, tough to get around, right? Well, The shittiest examples of our gender... I, I can't make excuses, nor would I want to make excuses for them. And so, yeah, I, I'm sure you've seen some bullshit. And I'm sure well, being a lesbian and identifying as one means you get to a, deal with a, a shitload more of it. I <laughs> I will say this as a straight, white male, middle-aged, I have no voice. Can't say <laughs> nothing about this, but I will. And that is... Um, over my 20-something years of going uh, with Vicky to her parties and stuff, I will say I've never seen a group of people, all right, that should be united but have diced themselves up into so many more micro groups that fight with each uh, other in my life. It's like I go to these things and I'm like, it will be – 90% lesbians, but like uh, seven different groups. <laughs> of di- It's like, oh my God. Well, and again, that's another, my infighting. personal opinion, but infighting. potentially <laughs> controversial statement, which is that I do feel like naturally women are largely at competition with each other, regardless of any of those things. And I think that drama perpetuates itself in lesbian circles because, um, mm. uh, well, and again, th- there are similar but different issues in the gay community, the the male homosexual community as well, because no one's fucking emotional. (laughs) Meanwhile, everyone's emotional in the lesbian community. And again, these are Mm -hmm. at best stereotypes, more, I would say, generalizations, broad generalizations. People just bored. bored You you tend to see that stuff. Like these are, yeah. Listen, they're bored. All right, they're at a pool party in a cookout, and they're, and they're dicing themselves. Listen, my uncle and his boyfriend, right? Yeah, they were gay my whole entire life. They were gay in the seventies, the eighties in Manhattan and New yes. York. Yeah, all right, they were hard people. <laughs> <laughs> they dealt with some shit. They didn't have time for infighting. All right, so yeah, oh yeah, the I same go, team concept. Yes, very much like. So remember who's an ally. Yeah. Anyways, that was a weird way to start a video game show. I didn't mean to. Fred knows I'm I'm under a lot of uh, everything's going sideways. And the only that's really the only thing I did this week was go to a lesbian. All right. (laughs) I don't have much to talk about. No, no. Actually, I just, you know, it is what I saw. It's just what I did this week, you know. And again, besides from those uh, three gals that were like very standoffish mean but not just to me they were kind of standoffish like they always are uh at these so this is the first time i've run into this group this these three the three amigos they just i I don't even know why they go you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they go so they can sit off and talk shit i don't know what the deal is man but you know my kid had a good time he went swimming for some reason in a freezing pool and uh Whatever. Someone brought a puppy. I don't know. It was a good. It was a. It was fine. I got to see my some friends from high school, and uh, 
we got to talk shit about how everybody looks terrible and we still look good. It is what it is. There you go. You know. I like and, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what are you, Fred? We're going to get emails uh... on that one. But, uh, <laughs> send them to Fred, not me. Fred runs this thing. Send, I was... send them to him. <laughs> I was. I don't want to hear about it. I was a little more uh, boring. Um, uh-huh. Trying to think if I did anything this weekend. Shit, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Actually, I did. Me and the daughter and the wife ran a 5K. Oh, that's something. You might think that's some bullshit Fred did because he's the runner. It's not. That's something, so my daughter's part of this thing called Girls on the Run. That's her her current two activities. It just ended. Mm -hmm. Um, She does softball and she does Girls on the Run. And she likes it. She likes the competitive nature of track. Um, Problem is the girl has a a similar issue I had at at that age, which is uh, she likes to uh, sprint as hard as she can, get to first place, and then she Mm. just like poops out and like walks half the time uh, because she's exhausted. She doesn't understand endurance. So my wife, who is an assistant coach, and her were going to run the girls on the run thing. And she was like, and you're going to run too. I said, fuck it. I do three. I do, I do a 5K, a three and a half mile run three times a week. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking do this. So we went and did it. And my wife's rule was just keep pace with Autumn, which uh, the the challenge there was it was easy to keep pace with her, but she would like poop out and I couldn't get her to like, just keep moving. <laughs> like, right. Like, like you don't have to go fast. Just keep moving. Um, but I will give it to her uh, in about hmm, just over 30 minutes. Uh, I want to say actually closer to 40 minutes. She completed it, which isn't too shabby. Um, back when I was a kid, I don't remember for you trees. Do you remember running the mile? You remember running the mile in gym class? Uh, no, I don't think we ever did that in my gym oh, class. Okay. Well, so I grew up in Illinois, which is very different than, uh, Kansas in that, uh, in Illinois, you have to take phys ed all eight semesters of high school. And it's, oh, okay. it's part of the curriculum throughout and they do it kind of like college courses. So on the first day of each quarter, you would sign up. For your tracks, I think it was two or three tracks per um, per uh, half a semester, basically. And so you would sign up, and you'd be like, "Okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm gonna do either lake run or line dancing, which yes was a phys ed course, or volleyball." And then on Tuesday and Thursday, I'm either gonna be weight training, which is like weightlifting, or um, soccer or this or that. And then we would just do this stuff. It was actually a pretty robust uh, phys ed (laughs) thing. And Mm -hmm. you couldn't do stuff that my wife tells me about. So first of all, my wife in Kansas, she only had to do two or four semesters out of her entire... uh, So for those who may not be familiar, that's that's half a school year. So um, she... Right? Yeah. Semesters. Yeah, yeah. So she would only have to do um, either uh, two out of the eight semesters of high school, the, all four years of high school, she would only have to do two of those semesters out of the eight uh, phys ed. It might have been four, but then they could like do stuff like driver's ed to get out of it. Um, whereas us, no matter what you did, you just had to do a gym class every single day, basically. 
<laughs> so I was pretty used to that. So the mile run was something that was uh, until you hit high school where a mile was not enough. The mile run was a big thing we did every year. My wife in Kansas also did that. She did the mile run. And she said she remembers the mile run being like six minutes as the average. I believe it was eight minutes for us. They said you have to try to do a mile in under eight minutes, which is not the easiest task. When you're younger, you're capable of it, but you got to be able to pace yourself. But it's not the easiest task. Now, I usually do a three and a half mile run in about mm, 27 minutes-ish. I think that mm. works out to roughly an eight mile. Well, eight times three would be 24 minutes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm and and I do another half mile. So I'm I'm roughly at 8 minutes a mile when I run. And I do interval. Uh, I usually on an elliptical unless I'm doing distances. Uh, occasionally I'll run outside but I want to watch my knees. So I'm usually on the elliptical where I'm doing like slow, fast, slow, fast. Like it's I I like double up. I'm like, you know, oh, 4 miles an hour and then or sorry, 4 tension or whatever they call it and then oh and then i go up to eight and then it's like you know and then eventually i'm at the top where it's like 10 and 20 but anyway the point is is that i'm pretty used to it and so uh when autumn and her friend were running they were like oh well the mile requirement right now is 15 minutes and i was like wait wait what she goes yeah the average is 12 and a half but you have to finish it in 15 minutes i was like 15 minutes to run a mile. You could walk a mile casually in 15 minutes. <laughs> like, phys ed courses have come, uh, made it a lot easier. So anyway, long story short, running the 5K to be able to do three and a half miles in 40 minutes wasn't too shabby uh, for them. Um, and uh, we we finished with a, a good, strong finish. So um, it was a fun, good day. And it was it was slightly chilly. It was like about 60 degrees out and it was raining, which I said, no thunder or lightning. It was just raining. And I said, actually, these are pretty ideal temperatures for running, right? It cools you off, keeps you light. It was good. It was good. Um, so some of the girls were pussies and their parents were pussies <laughs> and they didn't come out because it's raining. Enjoy that, pussies. But anyway, most of the girls showed up. They did a great run. Normally, we would do it as part of the um, Girls on the Run 5K in Kansas City, which usually has about a 1,000 runners. Um, mm-hmm. And I would have actively participated in that one and tried to see how good I could do. I would try to knock out the 5K in about uh, under 25 minutes. Um, but uh, for understandable reasons, COVID, um, it was not going on this year. <laughs> so uh, we did it at a, a local lake, a gorgeous lake. And it was two laps. 5k so um nice but i gotta give credit like how many how many nine-year-olds out there do a fucking 5k right right. like what did uh what did you get for completing it what little medal did you get so i didn't get anything i got a t-shirt that i got to bring home uh that they mistook they didn't give uh, you ready for this this is this great male alpha male bullshit trees so we went and signed up for everything at the same time the women didn't get any coach t-shirts and they gave the man the one man who was just a participant runner a coach t-shirt oh, bullshit <laughs> so you can take the chauvinistic nature out of Kansas but it's still Kansas. Uh, anyway, uh, so I got a coach T-shirt. <laughs> um, Autumn, on the other hand, uh, got a lot. Um, her coach uh, 
picked out the unique identifiers of each child. My daughter's was that she is super positive. She's always like good to like get everyone geared up, right? She's like, all right, guys, we're out here. Let's get going. Let's do this. Let's do this run. She can get people pumped up. And so she got it for that. She got uh, a couple flowers for that, uh, that, that related to that. They were like... I don't think they were sunflowers, but they kind of looked like that. They were bright yellow flowers. And they said that that was like her, like brightening the day like the sun and getting everyone pumped up. And then she did get a medal for completing the 5K. And it was literally geared for only the girls that was like, I am a nine-year-old. Some of them were eight. Some of them were 10. But roughly everyone was nine. I'm a nine-year-old that did a 5K. And who does that? And so that was pretty cool. Um and again, I'll give the girls credit. Like nobody was complaining about the fact they did it in the rain. So oh, there you go. You know, it was it was it was good to see. So we did that. That was our fun family activity. Um, let's see what else did we do. Uh, oh, I showed my daughter Back to the Future. Okay. I was gonna hold out. I was gonna see if she picked up on the weirdness of the incest stuff. Um, if I yeah, showed it to her at a much later age. Um. She didn't. Uh, we got the 4K collection, and so uh, I think I think most people. I mean, that movie when that came out, I was like 11, the first sure. one, 11 or 12, and uh, I don't know. I don't. It you didn't think like that with that. Yeah, movie there's around. an innocence like, to it. He's weirded out by it, and you're weirded out by it, but it's not like you know. It's not like, oh my god. Well, and the way they the way they tackle that kiss is genius. Like, especially now looking back on it, I I think it might have been five years since I've last watched Back to the Future. And I'm not saying like a whole lot's happened in my life since then, but the way Leah Thompson looks at him when Mm -hmm. she kisses him and she goes, I don't know what it is, but when I kiss you, it's like I'm kissing. And she makes this face that you can only make. If you've yeah. got siblings, she's like, it's and, like I'm kissing and he's, my brother. And he's making a good face. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't like, for people, if there is a random person that never seen Back to the Future and wonder what we're talking about, the kiss isn't also like they're like tonguing each other. She sort of mauls him and he sort of backs up and he's like pinned, pinned in the corner, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's something to it because the whole movie, she's got the hots for him. Right, she she's got the Florence Nightingale thing they talk yes. about, where like, um, but 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 also um, Marty, uh, played by Michael J. Fox, he can't stop himself from doing the things that she's drawn to, right? And it's because they're all the things she said she wasn't drawn to when she talked to him as her mm-hmm. as her as her mom, as the mom. And so when she does that, it's so amazing from a from a movie screenwriting standpoint. It's great because you are building her up to think he is like the end all be all like high school crush. Right. Which which makes perfect sense. And it's it makes for good storytelling. And then in an instant, they can take something that's completely rational, completely knowledgeable. Right. It's just gut instinct. Her body knows it's part of her family right you know like that's the point of it and Mm. it allows her to just immediately know that like the crush is gone she's not even in she's not even remotely into him it's hilarious like a moment later she's not even remotely into him and and suddenly they're on the same level without him going you're my mom right like it allows them to communicate that in a weird way and then it gives way for the rest of the movie so that 
you know, George can step up and be the dad. And then, of course, it makes for the better love story because the reason she's married to him in the beginning of the movie is because she feels sorry for him. The reason she's married to him at the end of the movie is because she fell in love with him. And, like, it's it's actually way more novel than I, I think I gave it credit for. And that makes sense because it was just a popcorn flick to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 4K transfer is gorgeous. Uh, I doubt there's a lot of like people who are like video audiophiles like me that listen to this. But if you are, I highly recommend the 4K upgrade if you are a like hardcore fan of this. If you already own the Blu-ray or something, the upgrade is... It's good, and the Atmos soundtrack is fantastic, but again, it's lots of caveats. But it was a lot of fun to watch. My wife and I loved it. My daughter wasn't so into it. The irony of it, and this probably makes perfect sense to you, Trees, was she was paying an awful lot of attention at the end there, especially when Doc makes that DeLorean fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hoping she enjoys uh, Back to the Future Part 2 more. Uh, we, but she wasn't quite eager to watch it in the near future. And my wife is like, wait, when does, he said, we're going 30 years in the future. And I said, yeah, it's 2015. She goes, oh, so it's, it's, yes, it's before now. And I said, yeah. And that's, what's really fun about the beginning of that movie is to see what they thought 2015 was going to look like. And she goes, oh yeah, I think that'll be cool. And I said, the other part is the alternative 1985 basically takes Biff Tannen and makes him into Donald Trump and says, what if he was this man of power? And I said, I've heard that if you go back and watch that now, there's some very weird parallels to what (laughs) actually happened. And it's interesting to watch. And so we're eager to watch that again. We'll probably do it sometime in the next week or two. But but for now, we watched uh, Back to the Future and my daughter wasn't a fan. She kind of likes period pieces. Uh, She really dug like Wonder Woman for the 30s period piece or 40s. I think it was 30s though. Um, And uh, and she didn't dig the 50s period piece. I I think my... And it makes sense, right? In 2021, kids have very... There's very little of the 50s that really lives up, right? Like Mm -hmm. down to the music. Like my wife, my daughter loves eighties music. Cause like my wife and I listen to it constantly. So right. when power of love plays, right. She was in, she, I, I got to tell you the first and last 15 minutes of this movie, my daughter was in the hour in the middle, the love story in the fifties. She was out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did not find any of that interesting. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, that movie was charming. Very charming. Um, Christopher Lloyd's a genius. And uh, if you ever get a chance to go back and watch it and you've seen that movie a bunch, it's fascinating the little details they put into just that opening credit scene where you get to view Doc's like garage slash lab slash house. Like there's lots of things that I never noticed that are in there. Like the fact that he was like super rich. And mm. he squandered his whole fortune basically building that time machine or the fact that the plutonium is underneath the table or all the clocks. And there's just a lot of stuff that's, well, that's that, yeah. that a high school boy skateboards over to his house every day. Hangs How about out that? With yeah, sure. Sure. Is that mm. my daughter was fascinated by the skitching and she goes, oh, the yeah. what? And my wife's like, what's skitching? And I said, yeah. you never heard of the term skitching? 
There's a video game about it. There's a video game about Skitchin. <laughs> yeah. I said, I'll show you. Um, she was a Nintendo household. She doesn't know any better. Um, mm. But I was like, yeah, yeah, the, it's it's Skitching. You you hold on to the back of a car and you, on your skateboard or rollerblades, I guess, but it was always skateboards to me, mm-hmm. even though the Skitchin game used rollerblades as well. I said, you're basically uh, hijacking a ride. And my wife's like, is that legal? And I said, oh, hell no, it's not legal. No. <laughs> like, it's super illegal. Yeah. So. When, I was a, when I was a kid, it was uh, in the winter, it was skid hopping, we called mm. it. That's when you would hold skid on a bumper and, you know, ski yeah. behind a car. <laughs> nice. You know, friends would break ankles, hit in sewer holes and stuff. Oh, yeah. It was fun stuff for good times. Yeah, one pebble and you get fucked skitching. Like, yeah, it's it's not... It's not the smartest thing, but it's amusing in the movie. Um, but anyway, uh, last thing I'll just throw out real quick is my wife and I uh, are wrapping up uh, the Harley Quinn animated show that's on HBO Max. Have you ever watched oh. this, Trees? No. It is fantastic. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it is. Yes. What they do is this trend that I love that is happening lately where they take this unlikely crew, right? Like, you don't need to know DC. My wife didn't know DC from a hole in the ground. And I was not a big DC fan, as you know. But they take Harley Quinn, and it's it's the, the plot of, especially the beginning of the show, is kind of the in-between between the Harley Quinn we see that's in love with the Joker in those various movies, like, um, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember the movie that she's in with Jared Leto's The Joker. What is it? Uh... Suicide Squad? Uh, Suicide Squad, thank you. And then you get to the point where they're broken up, right, in in Birds of Prey. This is kind of like in between that. So they're newly broken up at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. And she kind of befriends Poison Ivy, who is in her own rough, like, world of, like, hating the world. And then three of, like, the villains that you may not know very well... There's Clayface, there's Doctor, oh, what is his name? I forgot. And then there's the uh, the King Shark, uh, which is played by the very talented Ron Funches. I love his voice. Um, and uh, and and they basically make this this motley team as she tries to fight her way into the DC universe. But there's a lot of uh as a villain but there's a lot of also jokes that come in where they like make fun of batman they make fun of commissioner gordon who is basically this male chauvinist asshole jock alcoholic like they make him into a terrible human being (laughs) and uh they make fun of all like the superheroes and their shortcomings they make fun of all of the super villains bane is made fun of constantly as this like man child and this show is just one adult wisecrack after the other. It's almost inconsequential that it's in the DC universe and stars Harley. Like it really is. And this movie is, or this show is just 22 minute episodes. And there's a lot of them. I think each season's like 20 episodes, but they're, they're just, you don't need to know anything about DC. They're just like, fuck with you jokes. And if there's anything they want to really make fun of, they mm-hmm. show you that really quick. Like if they want to make fun of like Harley Quinn's origin story, they show you her origin story and then start making fun of it. It's very well done and geniusly written. And I highly recommend it. It is adults only, but it is fucking hilarious. 
I mean, one of the best adult animated comedies I've ever seen. So it's up there with uh, the Nick Kroll show. Uh, um, you know what I'm talking about with the hormone monsters? You ever watch that? Uh, um, something mouth. Yeah, big mouth. There you go. Thank you. There you, you go. Uh, but anyway, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Highly cool. recommended. So I um after playing the Guardians uh, Telltale game. Yeah. I decided to just watch the movies. Okay. Volume yeah. one and two. They're fantastic. And uh I forgot yeah, I forgot how much I um really enjoyed those. Oh, my and daughter will randomly ask us every like three months mm-hmm. or so to watch both of them. Yeah. And uh, I forgot what a um, like fancy crush I have on Gamora. Mm. She is she is so gorgeous, green face and all. Like you just look at it, and you're like, oh man. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> so I have something. to ask. She's something. Um. Are you talking about Gamora the character, or are you talking about the actress who portrays her, Zoe Saldanada? Zoe well, Saldanada. Obviously, obviously, she's beautiful too. But I'm talking actual Gamora. Like right. when you watch okay. that yes. movie, and they do certain shots where, because she's the sane one out of that group. Right? She, she absolutely plays the straight, is she's the most the sane man. out of that group. Yeah, she's the straight man <laughs> she's, in that comedy troupe. So. She's like a mild representation, and they often use her sister as well, Nebula, to do the same. Mm-hmm. She is like the voice of the audience at times. Right. <laughs> and then she, she'll get... And so they always do these like long shots just like on her profile when she's yes. like stewing yeah. or something, and you're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. Like this, she well, because Zoe Saldanata has gorgeous. joked about the fact that there are lots of people who have crushes on her, but aside from that, there are lots of people who have crushes on her three most popular, and I'm sure they're missing some, but she said her three most popular is obviously her character in Star Trek in the uh, the newer one, the Kelvin trilogy. Right. Um, also, let's not forget all those weird motherfuckers, and yes, I feel comfortable saying that, who are into her, like, CGI avatar blue <laughs> yeah, fucking... Blue, yeah, blue cat. Who want to fuck her, lady. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, for understandable reasons, that's not weird at all, the people who are drawn to the Gamora uh, character. Um, but I gotta give it to her. She is, like, the opposite of Halle Berry. And here, let me, let me just, just give me a minute <laughs> before I get attacked (laughs) Halle Berry is always like Halle Berry playing X right it's Halle Berry as Storm Halle Berry Mm -hmm. as Catwoman Halle Berry as whoever she's playing whereas to me Zoe Saldanata is like I feel like her character even though they look similar of Gamora and I'm sorry it's been a while since I've watched Star Trek movies but the character she plays in that uh, and the character she plays in um, Avatar and the many, many, many other roles she's had. Like, I do feel like those characters are on their own, right? Like, you can almost imagine a different person. And that's the sign of a good actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily dogging on Halle Berry on that, but like she becomes the character in a way that I feel like a lot of actresses do not. Um, And it's 
striking. And the fact that she yeah. is this incredibly gorgeous human being just makes it better. But like, she is incredibly talented beyond everything else. What was the deal with, I can't remember, it's been so long, with Endgame. She came back, right, in Endgame, but she doesn't have memory okay, so of we're gonna, Star Wars, We're going right? to spoil this a little bit. Oh, in, please. Boo, boo, yeah, boo. Yeah, yeah. In uh, Endgame, in Endgame, in order in, to get uh, the Soul Stone, uh, Thanos has uh, to kill something he loves, so he well, kills that's Gamora. Infinity, that's Infinity War. But okay, Endgame, sure. Endgame, when they do the time flippy thing. They right? are in essentially does, a different timeline where she doesn't, where she's still alive. But she doesn't know Star Lord. But she doesn't have a history with him. Correct. Correct. Okay. This predates I that. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I couldn't remember if she was going to be back or if she had died. But she Yeah, I mean, technically, too. Trees, if you're going to get back into the Guardians of the Galaxy shit, you absolutely have to watch Infinity War and Endgame as a back-to-back. Yeah, no. And then you get to get all those other wonderful moments oh, that... I know. I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that and uh, I, I, we don't have to get into it, but I've been getting into a lot of comics. And since mm. you brought it up, I have to mention this. So I recently um, had an opportunity to get my hands, I think I've talked about this already, on the Infinity Gauntlet stuff. So I am almost done with a prequel to the Infinity Gauntlet, kind of stuff that's kind of somewhat handled in mm-hmm. uh, Infinity War, um, or whatever, the Avengers one you were just talking about. Is it called Infinity right. War? What? The, the, the movie, yeah. Yeah. It's inf- okay. It Infinity didn't sound War right. And, and Infinity War and then Endgame. Okay. So in the comics, before the Infinity Gauntlet happens, which is one of the three infinity conflicts that occur. Um, mm-hmm. There is something called Thanos quest. And what those are is it's a series of silver surfer comics because silver surfer kills Thanos pre infinity war, uh, pre infinity gauntlet. Okay. And this is the process of Thanos, like not actually being dead coming back to life. And there's some very clever writing. I never really cared for Sil- silver surfer or the cosmic, characters anyway like i didn't like mm-hmm. that they were in space i'm i'm, I'm growing yeah. on them the movies yeah. actually had me grow on them but i didn't like that he was in space i think being a silver surfer is the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard of um mm-hmm. i didn't like galactus Ooh, a big being that can eat planets okay so how do you even fight that i didn't like the fantastic four i've never liked the fantastic four comic books they've mm-hmm. never connected with me please don't write in for like comics i need to check out on fantastic four i'll get there um and all that stuff but i found out that silver surfer was like quintessential parts of the lead up into infinity gauntlet so there are two graphic novels that kind of capture those comics they're both Silver Surfer. They're part of this thing called the Epic Collection, which is what Marvel recently did. They're just comic graphic novels. And so I got on some eBay auctions, got them real cheap, about 15 bucks a piece, grabbed the Infinity Gauntlet graphic novel, and then I found out that Thanos Quest is the one before that. So I'm almost done with Thanos Quest. He's basically back, right? We, we know that's going to happen, and he's collecting the Infinity Stones right now. Um, but it's a great read, and there's this side plot of how Thanos like trolls the Silver Surfer in death. And I just didn't expect like this immature kind of goofy slapstick, almost Guardians of the Galaxy-esque comedy 
to be involved in this. And for those that are wondering what incorporates Thanos Quest, um, it's Silver Surfer from his uh, 90s run, um, issues 39 through 50, and then Thanos Quest 1 and 2, which were specialized comics. Um, but it's fantastic. Oh, it's also Annual 3. But anyway, I digress. It's it's really well written. It's very funny. It's very entertaining, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And then I will read the Infinity Gauntlet graphic novel for The Silver Surfer, and then wrap up with the actual Infinity Gauntlets issues one through six. So that's what I'm like. That's the timeline I'm reading right now in comics. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So nice. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Very good. Well, no, oh, should. and 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 if people are wondering, I just want to point this out. I have long contemplated Marvel Unlimited, and I think on this very show or one of the shows Trees and I have done before, I've talked about the fact that I had an hour, a year long subscription, and I just I couldn't even get through the hundred or so issues of the Civil War plotline, which I've done over a hundred issues of Marvel Comics in the last month alone, and so. There's something I can't describe it. The same is true of books. I I can't enjoy comic books or books without having the tangible documents in my hands. And I know that's terrible from like a trees standpoint, like from like saving the environment, but it's absolutely true. So I can't read these digitally. I just don't read them. And so I am just slowly buying them and reading them as I get them. Same with books, but nice. All righty, sir. I get to uh, jump into games, or is there yeah. anything else you want to tackle? No, except for uh, the audience should know that I didn't get my pizza bites tonight. All yeah, right. I think that's actually that's important girl. to mention. It is important to mention. You know, it's been a tradition, I think, for the last few months, and and uh, as Fred knows, I, I was just dealing with some work stuff right before we started. I was running a little late. And uh, I didn't have time to, to get the oven on. If I might make you feel a little better. Yeah. I didn't tell you this earlier, and I think it's important mm. now I reveal it. Okay. I got the Totino's Pizza Empanadas. Or what, what did they call them? What did they... I call them uh, empanadas. I forgot. I what forget they what they were called. They were called like, anyway. Yeah, that's a dumb name. I got the big um, fold-over version yeah, the of the pizza fold-over. rolls. But I didn't no, make them I... for tonight. Okay. No, I, I don't have anything. Um, but I dig dig through my fridge. Okay. And I forgot I still had this um this eleven point oh stout. So that's what I that's what I've been drinking to drown my sorrows. Um Well real yeah. quick so I, got I, I guess I should mention this. I'm drinking an eight point five and I'm only having one, so nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. But it is higher alcohol content. But uh, I'm drinking a put the IPA in the coconut. Put the IPA in the coconut uh, by Epic Brewing. So it's an 8.5. But it's a coconut IPA. And I told my wife, this is either going to be super gross or super tasty. Uh And you know what? It's neither. It's It's right in the middle. It tastes like an IPA, like hoppy Mm -hmm. beer. Oh, nice. And it's got a hint of coconut, but not enough of one. So I paid three bucks for it. So like nothing crazy. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a tall boy. It's a 16. Right. And I'm nursing the shit out of it because we're an hour in and this thing yeah. is at least two thirds full, if not three fourths full. And then other than that, I've been drinking water. So I'm just having this one beer tonight. But 
Anyway, that's what I'm having. Nice. What's I doing here? What's going on here? I don't know. It sounds you, like you're taking you. on the Empire. I am. Well, yeah, that's my <laughs> my wife. I want to show you something, Fred, because we're not done here. Oh, boy. So, let me turn my camera on. Here we go. Because I need to show you something else. Sure. I need to make you more jealous. Oh, boy. Let's see. I'm back on. Here I am. I see you. So, here's, here's the Abzu case. And this is the regular. This is the steel book. As mm -hmm. you can see, they do the they do like the the foil shimmers. It's foiled. It's holographic. Yeah, right. But I forgot to mention. Oh shit! That inside, see, it has a nice little inside too. Uh -huh. But they also include, which you don't get anymore, a book. manual. Holy shit! So it's not oh. even a manual. It's all paintings and all. Oh, and it's full color though. That's what blew my mind. Let's see, where's the picture? Usually those fucking inserts are oh I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, where's the picture? You said you like that picture. Where is it? I said that stunning picture of yes. It's like a on the ocean floor looking up at the that, sea, the and there's some, there's a shark swimming by. Right. Oh, that's a dope. The great white shot is great. All right, I'm just showing I'm just trying to shit get the little a little okay. case with the. Sorry, right, you just reminded me. Of... Yeah, well, actually, real quick, can we? I want to talk about a game. Am I correct that neither of us have played Mass Effect this week? I played it. Oh shit! Okay, so you are, you are incorrect, my friend. Fuck. Okay. Well, the one thing I wanted to mention was uh, on my steel books. Uh, this seems to happen all the time. Oh, ooh, I like oh, how that's... the switch cart is just underneath the manual. So the manual is not the full height. Of this no, no, it's switch like a case, nice but it's it's perfect because they make it so that it's normal manual size, but like <laughs> underneath it is the cart. Um, so my steel book of Mass Effect that I went in store picked up um, underneath one of the stickers. There's a small little ding. I don't know how to describe oh, it. It's works. it's a mild imperfection. It's nothing you can like really see, especially if you're looking at it. But like if you are anal retentive and i would say i'm on the cusp of anal retentive mm -hmm. like you know it's there if you're looking for it you might not see it like if i took a picture of it you might not see it right do you care about little dings like that i i or can think you let I, it go i mean i i want to say no just so you don't uh no because well i had to let it go because i knew i wasn't going to get a replacement that's what right? i'm saying like yeah. I, but like I guess it would bug me only because of the weight mm, mm -hmm. in getting it. You know what I mean? And you finally get it, and you're like, oh, like, like this Abzu, yeah, coming from London, yeah. Yo, it's coming overseas. If I got it, it was beat the shit. I would be like, oh man. So beat the shit's one thing, but this one had just like a little ding. Like it's something where it's like I don't see how this isn't an inevitability of shipping. And, okay. you know, you feel like it happens to you all the time, but, like, no, because in the Borderlands Steelbook, it didn't happen to me. In the yeah. Hitman Steelbook, it didn't happen to me. In the Resident Evil Steelbooks, in all of them, it didn't happen to me. Mm -hmm. It did happen to me with New Mutants, uh, the 4K Steelbook. Little ding. No one can see it but me. And it mm. did happen to me with the Mass Effect one. And it is on the front cover. But, uh. again... 
it's not one of those things like I can see it, but like it doesn't bug me per se. Good. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I didn't look over mine with a fine tooth comb, but it, I'm pretty sure it mine's fine. You'd notice <laughs> this one when you saw it. Like it, it. Yeah. The the light just bends when you get to that little like. Oh, I would say it's roughly shorter than an inch of scratch. It, it, it's not a scratch. It just looks like a little ding. I don't know how else to describe it, but yeah. it is what it is. Anyway. Oh, well, my. I mean, my gaming week has been pretty slow. No, I shouldn't say slow. It has been nothing new. I should, I, let me put it that way. So, um, I played with, I'll talk about mass effect in a second, but I mean, it's a game we're all familiar with. Um, sure. I don't know. I've, you know, I've been playing tons of dead cells on my switch, like oh, a I lot did. of it. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm actually, been playing it so much that I'm actually making progress. Yes. Like I'm unlocking shit that I never did before of mm-hmm. all my hours playing it before. Um, I'm actually um, unlocking different runes that give you different abilities. Right. You know, if you ever played, did you ever play Dead Cells? Did you see oh, it? Oh, I played, played the shit out of it? it. Yeah, I probably played, right. I got it on Switch when it first came out. And, you and I probably put about 12 hours into it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you'd hit these these points with like, say, there'd be a little symbol on the ground, but you couldn't yes. get through it. Or there was walls that you couldn't get up. Mm-hmm. And what happens yeah. if you fight elites, like there's certain rooms where it kind of locks the door behind you and there's a giant rune. And if you mm-hmm. beat that elite, you basically get a power. Right. And I never, I don't know, I never dedicated myself that much to really seek those out. I think I took out two elites. I think I have two runes. Well, there's, so there's regular elites that are just like in the map. No, I'm talking about the true blue, like boss battle close the doors. You're stuck in here with me. Yes. So basically I finally unlocked the ability to smash through those ground, the the weak floors. Oh, okay. And I've got the ability to run up walls. See, I've never gotten that ability. Yeah. So now, now I can get up these certain walls to get the different parts. And what happens, like even in the first two levels, mm-hmm. once you unlock those runes, it's a it's a rogue like game. So you keep everything, um, even though you set over. But now <laughs> there's all different levels that branch off of those first two levels that you never knew. Yeah, branched off. You I, know what I mean? Yes. So in originally, you'd always go to um, now. It's funny because I'm the names are all silly, so I'm like forgetting them. Um, uh, and I'm not going to be able to help you because yes. I've it's been so long, it's been a year at least. Um, so you would get this one rune where basically you'd see these sort of like uh, look like a plant or something, okay? And you, you get the ability to make them grow up into a vine. Mm-hmm. Did you get that one? This is one of the first ones you get. I think it is the first one you get. Um, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. And now when you activate that, now you can get to a different ending um, that's like the toxic sewers or whatever. Yes, and, now and you I've can actually go in there. gotten to the toxic sewers. That, yeah. And that's it, a and weird you, area, yeah. And if you get through there, uh, it usually would re- lead you back up to the ramparts. Or, mm-hmm. um, but then you get um, this other rune where you find these little like uh, like caskets. And you sort of can, when you find one, you can walk to a different part. 
through the caskets. Oh, okay. That's that cool. One? Yeah, no, I don't know that one. Yeah. Okay, so there's like a these pink sort of like mummy caskets there. And when you find one, you'd find them at the end of like a dead end. Okay. Um, but when you get this rune, he sort of does a little warp, like clapping his hands. And you'll warp, you zap somewhere else. And now when you zap somewhere else, now now from the toxic sewers, instead of going back up the ramparts, now you can find like the ossuary. And then like you can get into the deep sewers and the fucking deep light. It just starts branching to all these different crazy places. And each one has their own weird boss. Some of them. I fought, I fought one boss. It was a giant eyeball. And his name was conjunctivitis. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. And I beat him and he just exploded and gunk was like everywhere. And it was pretty gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got conjunctivitis. He has conjunctivitis. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I never, out of all those hours, kind of like you, back when my son was a, a baby or toddler uh-huh. and I, he, had a, he had a crib and I would like sit in the room with him while he would fall asleep. I would play that game on my switch. I'd sit up there in his, in the rocking chair up in his room and I'd play that game. So I, I put mad hours in, but I never, I would kind of just do the same thing over and over again. And I was happy doing it. Cause I think that game's super fun. Just mm-hmm. the sounds in the playability and like, it feels really good when you get a good combination of weapons. And, uh, you know, my favorite right now is, You'll find these like real high-end weapons, but they come in pairs. And I, I think this is something that was patched in in the later uh, updates. Mm-hmm. So you'll find a weapon, but it actually takes up both your weapon slots. And it will be like this heavy like crossbow, some sort of crossbow. And then the other one will be like a reload will be your other weapon. And the, when you reload, it sort of gives the next shot like some more heft. You know, so you're using both sure. your weapons buttons, but you're constantly one's reload and one shoot, and you just wreck fucking shop. And then when you get the the cooldown weapons, where you can throw down some blades or a frost grenade, it's like, I mean, you really can like, you know, just run through shit. I've also been doing some speedy runs because there's these locked doors when you get back to the the safe room, mm-hmm. um, and they have uh, time limits on them, and they're always locked because if you take your time running going they're always locked but like that first level you can get through it in like 30 seconds oh yeah if you yeah once you're ass. there yeah and, um and when you get in these special doors it's basically a reward for going fast they give you money and a bunch of cells a bunch of dead cells the cash in because it's basically compensating you for spending the time killing everything to get dead dead cells you know what i mean mm-hmm. so basically you you go all that you ran through and they just reward you by kind of giving you a whole chunk of them um and i i sort of really been paying attention to unlocking different shit with my cells and i don't know man i've been that game's fun that game's really fun and um i know the last time you played but now they have uh outfits like costumes did they they didn't have that when i first played it this is like all new so there's a new room i don't know that they did have costumes back when I played. Yeah. So now, you know, when you trade in your cells for shit, right? There'd yeah. Be blueprints to be. Uh, like there were, uh, there was that guy, right? He had all those vials yes. hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're still there. Um, 
still there. But there's different people you talk to, right? There's one that gives you mutations, right? Mm-hmm. That sort of are like um, things that will always be active. You can pick up the three of them as you go. Um, there's another guy that lets you like reforge your weapons, like add new modifiers to your weapons every time. Uh, and now there's a new room down below, and it's a guy with big scissors, and it's a it's all shit hanging from the ceiling, but it's all costumes. So empty vibe. So now you find blueprints for different costumes, um, and they don't really do anything. They're not like um, the other things where they add some sort of, at least not the ones I've found. They're just all different colors and shit. Mm-hmm. Like one's one's called retro or something or old fashioned, but it's the Game Boy colors, mm. like the original green nice. like Game Boy colors. So. This this fun little thing. One's like uh was Christmas, so it's like a Santa Claus outfit, and one's like a snowman. <laughs> you look like a snowman and run around. So they it's all like goofy shit they've added. Um and then up top, um, there was always a locked door with a clock on it that mm-hmm. never worked when I played it originally. Like he'd just bang on it and it never did anything. Now it opens. Now it's um daily like time challenges. Mm-hmm. That was never there when I originally when I originally played that shit was just a placeholder like it never. I don't know it that it was not. ever anything for me either. Yeah, now that you said it. <laughs> yeah, you always thought it would open if you did something special, but it mm-hmm. turns out it was they didn't make it yet. That part of the game was not made yet. So, um, so anyways, I, Dead Cells continues to be fucking phenomenal. It was the best uh, like fifteen dollars on sale I ever spent on my Switch back back in the day. Because <laughs> I got it when it was new, but it was like I don't know. They had a, a week when it was like five bucks off or something. I think it was a twenty dollar game originally. I can't remember. I don't remember Either. what it was, but I bought it on sale as well. And yeah, I will so. agree with you. Like that game was addicting. I I I think I eventually gave up on it, and I think I've gotten through three of the bosses. And I think there's five. But uh, yeah. It's weird because some bosses you only encounter if you go to a certain way. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's another it's, good it's point. Not, yeah. It's not like that conjunctivitis. <laughs> I would have never seen that guy. It's just I unlocked those runes and I got to go on this these, this crazy different way. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And Rogue Legacy was kind of like that too. Um, and it? I understand it's a roguelite, but like they did a First really all, good job of that kind of stuff. When people say that, they say rogue light or rogue like. They yes. say both, right? They're like, oh, it's a rogue light. They, they do say both, light. but they are not interchangeable. And I'm guessing you're going to ask me what the difference is, and I can answer. No, that I'm question. gonna, I'm gonna ask you what the fuck's a, a straight up rogue. If everything's a rogue like or a rogue light, well, rogue what? is straight up rogue. But the big difference <laughs> is that rogue what was it. When you died, you kept yeah. things, but you started the whole game over. Right. A rogue, so that would be a rogue like. And Dead Cells is definitely a rogue like. Uh, the new PS5 game, Returnal. No matter mm-hmm. how many times you get through your run, you have to right, start at what's... the very beginning of the game and beat it completely in a single run. A rogue light, such as Rogue Legacy. When you beat level one, you can start at level two from now on. 
You well, may not is... want to. You may want to start at level one so you can collect uh... all kinds of upgrades and stuff before you jump into level two. So you can, as you uh... beat each level, you can skip forward and start there. So you can revoke my video game card, but is there a game called Rogue? There is. It was an ASCII. ASCII is like okay. using letters to create stuff. I think it was 84, and the game was okay. called Rogue. It's okay. not a rev- revocation of your video game card if you don't know it. The game is okay. called Rogue, and it was a dungeon crawler. And the idea was, uh, this this developed the original idea, was you had to beat the whole dungeon to beat the game. It was just one dungeon, and I do believe it was um, randomly generated dungeons. Okay. Um, and you had to beat the whole dungeon in order to beat the game. And you, like, basically couldn't do that in your first run. And every time you died, everything you had would drop where you died. And you had to get back to where you were to get your stuff back. All right. I've been saying roguelike for so long, Mm -hmm. right, with every game. That you're like, oh, it's a roguelike. And then I'm just like, wait a second, when can you just call something a rogue? Because yeah, <laughs> rogue. There's a game called Rogue. You can go back and play it. I think okay. it's readily available and free. Right. Um, I would say the closest uh like retro stuff we ever mm-hmm. saw that that harkened back to this. Like people act like this genre hasn't been around for very long, but it's been around forever. Right. On the SNES, there was Sheer and the Wanderer which is a well-known dungeon crawler franchise. You and I have partaken in the later iterations of this on Vita and Wii and stuff like that. Um, Sheer and the Wanderer was on the SNES. It only came out in Japan, so it was on the Super Famicom. Yes, I believe there's a fan translation of the original if you want to go back to it. Otherwise, it was released on DS. It was a port of the original. And that was a roguelike where... Mm. And I don't, again, the difference between roguelike and roguelite, I'm not going to dwell on, but it is what it is. But basically it was a dungeon crawler where you would see how far you could get in the dungeon and then you could either escape or if you died, you had to go back and get your stuff. The more readily available and where I know a lot of people got into these games was actually Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. Mm-hmm. which was, again, well-known in Japan. I think it started on the Super Famicom. If it didn't, it was um, PlayStation. But I do believe there was a Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon on PlayStation 1 that came out in mm-hmm. America. There were definitely was. was on PlayStation 2. And people started playing those and really enjoying them. And again, I think it's even the same developer as Sheer and the Wanderer. It was just It's just a dungeon crawler that says, okay, when you earn certain abilities, you can keep them forever, but your items that you earn in the dungeon drop when you die, and you have to start the whole fucking thing over again. It is the Tower of Babel, right? You have to get from the very beginning to the very end in one run, but in time, you will grow the skills and also unlock special abilities to where that becomes a much simpler task. But that is the heart of it. So there's your history lesson for the there night. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> I gave but, Trace uh, way more than he bargained for. Well, it's funny because I, I played so much Dead Cells. I was like, oh, man. I was like, it's fun. I want to play something else, you know? If it's you like want to wonder all... if you would enjoy Rogue, I think no. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um 
I don't like old shit anymore. It was <laughs> very innovative at the time, but uh, they've done it so much better. Well, have you ever played? It's in Game Pass, I think. Have you played Void Bastards? I have played Void Bastards. I do get what it is. I know mm-hmm. lots of people like it. It is totally a roguelike, and I did not want to continue with it. Um, I yeah, I I played some of that this week. Like I turned that back on because I had played it before, mm-hmm. and uh, I like the atmosphere of it. Me it's too. Kind of goofy, yeah. and I like I like how it's it, the aesthetics yeah, it's, uh, and the way it kind of handles itself. But I almost feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's more of a small crawl to get better, to unlock more weapons, to craft and stuff. Like, to me, it's like, yeah, I don't know. But the barrier entry on that game is a bit much more. Yeah, but can I say this for the record? If ever a good mm-hmm. argument for Game Pass, that's one mm-hmm. of them, right? Because either you play it and you have the experience you and I did, or you play it and your eyes dilate and it like draws you and you're thinking well, about it all the time and you play it all the time. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm not, I didn't bounce off of it either. I just think it's hard, but I do enjoy playing it. I'm not done oh, playing it. I it's fucking hard. I do like it, but it's, uh, for people who don't know, Void Bastards is a roguelike or whatever you want to fucking say. But you are, um, the you know premise what? The, is funny. The new term, I think, that has replaced it, Trees, which I like a little bit better, I'll just throw it out here in case you want to use it, is a run-based game. It The whole yes. concept is you get a, a new run and you try to do the mm-hmm. best you can. So Void Bastards is like, space set in space i think you are you prisoners i think you're prisoners i think you're prisoners and it's been a while and yeah there's like a robot voice that's guiding you you're on like this that ship voice is fucking on, yeah yeah he's like british like a little he's british robot. fantastic he and is he is alfred he, incarnate yes that's what he is and there's this empty ship and he's running it and he needs you to get some stuff he needs like uh so he has sort of like a mission he needs you to, to get some things to craft some stuff um, so you're on a ship and you have to manage food and gas and fuel, right? And you, they give you a real rudimentary, like galaxy map where every point has a ship on it, a different ship and the ships are all random, like what's on them and what enemies are on there and what, um, factors are there. Like, you know, they could be like poisonous gas everywhere, no electricity or blah, blah, blah. And, uh, what, what supplies are on that ship? Um, and for every move you make, you use up food and gas. Uh, so right. eventually you do have to so stop. So it's like Ghostbusters. But anyway. you, you have to stop eventually at ships to, to get food and stuff to keep going. And um, what I like is what I do like about it is every character you play has bad, bad or good traits. Like they're random. Uh, I seem to always get the, the, uh, the prisoner that coughs out loud. I don't know why. <laughs> like he's like a bad smoker. It's funny because they show their mug shots sorta. Um, and they'll give the traits underneath and it will say like, you know, loud footsteps or coughs, you know, randomly or this or that, you know. Um <clears throat> so and what happens when you die, um just like these other games, you keep all the stuff that you had found previous. Cause you're always finding stuff to craft new weapons. And if you craft a weapon that weapon will always be unlocked for your next run. Um, but the way they do it is they show like a cockpit and they show, um, <laughs> they show like a little robot arm, like dump like powder in the seat 
and then they <laughs> hydrate it and you just like the new prisoner grows it's like everybody in this I future the way they store these prisoners is they dehydrate them and turn them into dust put them in packets so it's like you're doesn't it remind you of like i'm sorry to go back to it but like back to the future when she brings out that little pizza and she says hydrate level four and then like they get the big soft pizza which i'm still pissed that doesn't exist because that totally should exist exist. yeah but Um, anyway and then it will give you sort of like i said your mugshot with your different traits and stuff and it's uh it's pretty funny. It's good. Um, it's very It's good. good, but it's fucking, it's pretty tough because the random enemies on the ships, like, you know, unfairly, they'll just be like too many. You know what I mean? And yes. there's spawning points, so they won't kind of stop coming. And you have like a pistol with like 15 bullets. <laughs> and once those bullets run out, you know, those bullets are gone. Mm-hmm. Even for like, I think if you die and the new guy comes, they give you a, fu- a few bullets, but it's not like they fully they don't fill load you up. Yeah. And uh, there's all stores you find uh, and you can use these merits to buy shit, but you, the merits are kind of hard to come by. Also, it's not like those are abundant. It's just a kind of a hard game. It is just a sure. hard game, like hands and down. And I've, I've never got very far in that game. Although it intrigues me. Like I it's like I'm like I was playing it this week. I'm like, maybe this is gonna click at some point like dead cells. And I'm just gonna be like dialed in, but it hasn't really happened yet. <laughs> I mean the good you news know. is you can give it time. I don't think yeah. Boyd Bastards is going anywhere. Certain games are rotating in and out of yeah. Game Pass, that's to be expected. Yeah. Boyd Bastards has some more time. Uh, Again, don't be like shocked if it leaves sometime this summer, but you got time. You got time for now. Yeah. I, uh, I still get, you know, my personality, I still get endorphin, uh, releases when I open containers and stuff. (laughs) Like I still want to open straws. You know what, Trees? You know, I keep trying to care about the scratch and wins in Rayman <laughs> Legends, and it just isn't happening for me. I'm sorry, I'm broken. My 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 wife was like, "That doesn't even give you a rush. What the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with you?" Um, and then the other thing I played for it is I cracked open my my legendary edition Mass Effect. And, uh, uh, you know, you're killing me here. We had an agreement that we wouldn't play this yet. Oh, what agreement was this? I had an agreement with you that you never were a part of. In my mind, I thought we oh, had okay, good. to not. Yeah. The last time I checked, we were both drooling to get our hands oh, on it. We're drooling, but I could have sworn you gave hints that like you were like, well, maybe I'll wait till like I get like no. the series. No, I believe... Yeah. I believe I texted you and said, this is the one thing I'm mad about that I don't have. I remember that text, yes. Yeah, I never said I wasn't playing it. I just said, man, this is the first time I wish I had a full setup. And I'll tell you why. At first, I couldn't get the game to run, Fred. No shit. Yeah, it crashed, like, hide crashed on me twice. Huh. Uh, Right after the one was, I made my character, right? And I'm, I'm proud to say that I pretty much recreated my guy from the first, uh, my first series. Nice. Like I didn't make a new one. I went with my Kratos Shepherd. <laughs> I remember. I remember. And Kratos Shepherd is alive and well. He looks exactly as I I made him originally. Good. Uh, 
he is a vanguard because uh, if you're not being a vanguard, I don't, I don't know what you're doing with that game. I mean, we can agree to disagree on that one, but I, I get you. You need, listen, you need a pistol in one hand and your force powers. I don't call them biotics. They're force powers. They're force people. powers. They're they're from KOTOR. Yeah. I need, the, I need to be able to hover people and then shoot them with my, my highly leveled pistol. I like All the right? way you're handling that. Yeah. And that is how you play. There are alternative um, ways to playing, but yes, I get you. Um, but anyways, I made my whole dude and I did my whole backstory and then it goes to that familiar scene where they're like, what about Shepard? <laughs> He's unhinged. You got that fucking other guy. Yeah, that's always yeah, shit yeah. on you. Can he be trusted? Like he's always <laughs> against you, that guy. And um, <laughs> and you're like, they show you a dude like staring out the window, and mm-hmm. then like, uh, and then it does this cool thing where it shows um, it tells you the history of Mass Effect, sort of like where the relays came from. Mm-hmm. And it says and is known throughout the galaxy as, and then they do that cool, fucking seventy sci fi music with the oh yeah the mass effect logo with the, the 70 synth? The, yeah that shit yeah, is awesome like um and then it hard crashed friend it did the <laughs> right at that moment right when they were showing the, the curvature right you're all pumped up <laughs> and ready to get yeah. going yeah it, it hard crashed me to my my dashboard and i went balls right <laughs> so i said uh because you know you know, you spend a lot of time reading all that shit again. So it was yeah. like, yeah, it was like a half an hour, like building that character. That is not something again. I want to repeat. Yeah. Yes. So I did it again. <laughs> I went through it again, made my crit, my shit. And then as I was hitting next, uh, picking my um, backstory, hide crashed again. Shit. And I'm like, hmm. All right. And then I remembered I had this problem with. Stuff like PUBG and uh, Modern Warfare when they're on my external drive. Okay. I don't know if the external drive I have is older. I don't know if it's not fast. Like it's not maybe the speed of it isn't jiving well with the what it needs to be doing for the game. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That's all in my like head. Like a throughput streaming. Who kind knows? Of thing, yeah. So I moved it. Back to my internal, because I the only thing on my internal, because I have a two terabyte hard drive external, uh-huh. so mostly everything's on there. But I move because I'm really fucking weird, Fred. Is all my 360 games are on my internal? That is the wrong way to handle that. <laughs> so uh, I'm just gonna say for the record, the more complicated games should go on yes, the internal. Of course. Of course, it's bad. Mild suggestion. Um, of course, it's To be fair, my, Mass Effect is not small. I have to tell you, we didn't talk about this yet, but I was beside myself with the fact that it was two discs. I, I don't remember anyone talking about that. It's fine, but that's big. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I joked with you about was that the Steelbook only supports one disc, but one. only only one disc. One disc says the install right. disc, and the other right. one says the play disc which is common mortal kombat 11 Mm -hmm. did this too if you bought it on disc um so you just install the install disc and then you put the play disc in the steel book but anyway what it what it does is uh so the the game disc has mass effect one on it so if you stick that Ah. disc in it will it will download the first game install it and when you launch it it goes to like a mass effect 
installer. Like it will mm-hmm. show like the menu and it'll have all three games. Uh, and you can play the first one, but two and three say it, you know, insert install disc. So those two are on the install okay. disc. The first one's on the very first. Disc, I wish right? they would have made it like, like, let's face it at this point, looking back on it, you can acknowledge it was three games. That is, ju- that should just be one big streamlined game. The way they did it with Legendary Edition. It, it kind of saddens me that they made yeah, it different stuff. It I guess they nope. wanted you to be able to leap into whichever one you wanted to. I guess that makes more sense. But can't they still do that? I, I would they think so, break, but I, I think it should be it just... Yeah, I think it should be just one game, but you can pick like your chapter to start on. Right. But the, yeah, but. they could still just have one menu that says play Legendary all... You know, one long fucking thing. Anyways, anyway. um, so I moved it, and um, well, the reason I have the two terabyte drive is because of Game Pass. So you download them the games. You need a place to put them all. So, because <laughs> I'm an okay. idiot, I'm not one of these. I'm not one of these people that's like, I'm gonna download this one game and play this one game only. No, I'm like, I need all the Bioshock. I just like to point <laughs> out that I have 328 gigs free out of my 800 gigs. <laughs> On my Series X. Amazing. But I'm one of those yeah. weird people who doesn't keep too much installed at once. Stall it all, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't even know. I have to go through all the time and go, well, what is this? I haven't played this. Um, <laughs> anyways, so once I moved it, no issues. Um, That's good to hear. And I, and I started playing it. It. So the first one's funny, right? Because um, <laughs> it's... I would say surfaces look better. Okay. And I'm sure if you've seen some of the playthroughs or you've seen some reviews on it. I like watched the, the Normandy, trailers. I haven't watched a whole lot. Oh, you know what? Like, Actually, I watched the Digital Foundry video. Yes, I saw so, them tackle that. So when you see out like external shots of the ship and the nebulas and like that it coming into like um, what the fuck's that place called? How come I'm blanking on it? Are you everything. talking about the Citadel? The Citadel. Oh my God, yeah. man! No, you're um, fine. It's, it's just, late. Just you're drinking a high it's alcohol late. beer. I am, <laughs> but like those shots look awesome, uh-huh. like phenomenal. You're like, oh, that's the shit. Uh, but when they show you, you the people, you know, mm-hmm. I I think it looks the same. So and you should know that everything here is kind of AI controlled and it's semi dynamic, and so I have to be frank when I say uh, I I know that a lot of venues and, and websites and whatnot, and Digital Foundry specifically, were, it wasn't exclusive, but they were largely looking at the Series X and PS5 updates. Right. And I'm not on Which that. are a little so, more significant than yes. the vanilla consoles. And yes. that's, that's why I said to you, I understand I'm playing the vanilla version on a not 4K TV. And I and for once in my life, I'm like little sad <laughs> that I'm not pl- playing yeah. this on like. But um, I I'm told it's still when, impressive. You're still playing it, it in 1080p. Cool I think 30 the, frames um, a second. It might even be 1080p 60. This and that's significant upgrades right. over but the original. This this is a repackage. This is not a remake. So correct. Those it's a remaster. Those people are so ugly, 
Yes. And their mouths move funny yes. and their eyes stare off. <laughs> like they didn't go in and no. recode yeah. fucking people. They just look better. Except for fucking Captain Anderson. I don't know really? what they did to him. He looks like uh Jesus Christ. He looks like he's uh Edward James almost like a, he's like he's been dragged. He's been dragged through the dirt. I'm like, what did they do to his he's a rough, face? Uh, oh god, what is his name in uh Battlestar Galactica? Um anyway, it doesn't oh. matter. But yes, Edward James almost is the uh yes. the commander of Battlestar Galactica, and I know and, exactly what you're and, talking about. And Captain Innocent is voiced by um uh Peter David. His, uh, uh, no, uh, David. Yeah, David. Um, what's his? Not Peter David. It's uh. No, no, no. Yeah, it's uh. God, he's got that distinct voice. He's the arbiter. Oh, of course he does. Yeah, it is uh, David though. Keith David. Um. Yes. Keith, Keith David. David. Yeah. Thank you. So uh. Who we all know his best performance was Men at Work with the very talented Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. But I digress. Continue. Yeah. He looks rough. <laughs> He looks fucking rough. I'm like, what did they do to his face? I'm like, they did not fix. I'm like, they did not fix his face at all. Like, I don't know what they did to him. I, was, I heard that um, Femshep's face was fixed, but I I played the first time through as Femshep, and so I started, if you recall, when they uh, X enhanced the original Mass Effect or backward compatible. That I forgot what they did. I played like mm-hmm. the first four hours. I basically got to the Citadel and did all the side quests on the Citadel. And then I haven't gone back to it. And I, and now when I play through it though, I'm going to play as male Shep. I'm going to actually role play as myself as opposed to what I traditionally do in RPGs, Western RPGs, which is role play as um, a female. Um, and I'm eager to do it. But I, for those that haven't played as Fem Shep, I guess they streamlined mm-hmm. her face because if you ever played through as Fem Shep um, uh, trees, and I don't know if you did, um, they changed her her facial structure and what makes up her different characterizations in each Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. So mm-hmm. you got these weird adaptations of your previous character as you move through each one. <laughs> now they've made it just one cohesive character, which is ideal. Um, but I, I won't play through it as that anytime soon. I'm going to play through as male Shep, so which I've never seen. Uh-huh. So I'm curious to see how that changes things up. I've heard the voice actors, um, you know, has done a very good job. Uh, they both did great jobs for the voice acting. So, but yeah. Uh-huh. Well, then, that's good. I mean... Everybody looks exactly the same to me. Okay. Except for Captain Anderson. (laughs) And I mean, they should largely look the same, just like higher fidelity, right? Like, well, he looks, he looks like he was in a bad fire. Like, I don't know. Like I sent you two pictures. He always had scars. Okay. I'm looking in Um, the group chat. There's two different addresses. Yeah. But now it's like, I don't know. Okay. I'm seeing what you're talking about. Yeah. And then when he, and when he talks, it's like, his eyes roll back and his mouth doesn't match up. And so he just looks, it's like, oh boy, I think he had a stroke since the last time I played this game. He's been through, he's been through more than he had in the original game. Yeah. It's, it's not a uh, great. Um, so here's something funny about that game. I'm, um, I, I played up until I want to say I made, um, 
I made um fucking why am I going this bears messed me up. I'm because I'm like um yeah. I'm blanking on every like Mass Effect terminology. Did you become a Spectre? Is that what you're getting? Oh at? my God, Spectre! <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! You're fine. I'm I'm here for you, bro. <laughs> Listen, people. This is from someone who played through the first game like nine times. <laughs> yeah, he really did. I've seen so, the achievements. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's another thing that's fun is popping new achievements to play mm-hmm. Mass Effect. That's kind of fun. That's um, the draw. But anyway. Um. So. I played pretty much up to that point and they gave me free reign to fly where on a fly and I mm-hmm. got to use the Mako again and sort of like do some of that shit again. Did they fix I'm the Mako? The, yes or no? I never thought it was broken. I'm one of those weirdos that like <sighs> okay. drive around aimlessly and put in points on my map and stay tuned for up. a future VGP where I answer this uh, illustrious question. <laughs> um. Yeah, it se- it seems fixed as far as like kind of getting stuck and stuff. Like it seemed like it moved a little faster. It was just awkward and, uh, to drive to me, but still a little awkward. Still has those those uh, you know those warthog Halo warthog sort of controls. Sure, and, sure. I don't. Know, it's I, I I don't have an issue with the with the Mako. Um. So. Yeah the the weird thing, is that I remember. Every dialogue, every conversation, <laughs> every sideways glance, every reaction. Like, I thought maybe my brain has forgotten some of it, but holy shit. <laughs> Too <man>. soon. <laughs> it is like, it is like so silly. Like, I even remember the, the choices in the stuff they say back. And even though I've played through the game so many times, and most of those dialogue choices don't matter as far as digging deeper. It's mm-hmm. really just for your own first playthrough when you just want to get all the lore. I know <laughs> I can just pick the most direct question and keep moving with my quest to get where. I, but still, I'm still picking like, <laughs> tell, tell me more about your fucking past. Like, I'm still picking, tell me more about the colony. You know, I did I'm, this same I'm, thing in Andromeda where like uh, almost none of your choices do anything but just fill I'm you up still, with like floaty yes, background. Yeah. But you're still listening to them all. Fuck and yeah, I'm doing I am. that. I'm doing that now. Um the few of the choices that visit like big choices they made is they changed the leveling. Um, yes, I heard it was a sixty level scale and now, now it's, it's a 30. thirty. Yeah. So they so by default they put it on legendary leveling which is basically double experience points because the first game you would reach the end and you might not hit level 60 and you also would definitely not fill out your tree or it's not really a tree but all your points put all your points into stuff this way um you will max out your character pretty much with everything in his um you know, stat sheet or whatever. Yeah, and your game. build. You'll max out your build, yeah. Which is weird because I struggled with that. I Like, I'm playing it on that legendary uh, version of the leveling. But I don't know. There was something, knowing that I'm going to fill that whole thing out regardless of what I do, I don't know if I like that. I think I kind of like that you had to really 
follow the uh you sort of your chart of what you want to unlock next and where you hmm. want to put stuff mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying like yeah actually that- part of me has uh, like right as you're talking i'm like oh well then maybe i'll just go back to the 60 level scale because you can maybe. do it yeah you can you can um pick either one when you start the game mm-hmm. um and i'm playing all legend uh, like the legendary one but at the same point i'm like unlocking all my shit really quick and i'm just like oh, i don't know i kind of remember how how cool it was when you you've got enough points to open up your like your tactical yeah. ver- com- you know your tactical uh thing or like you know you had to like level up your throw enough to unlock the levitate or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. and so like there's all different things and, and now it's like i'm kind of cruising right to those you know what i mean so i don't know i don't know well, if that's because good or the bad. damn kids nowadays don't they, like they want opposition it right it's either super right. easy walk in the park or yeah. it's fucking dark souls yeah <laughs> um they changed um the hud like your um yeah your shield and this, your health yeah. they sort of gave it a bigger like it's sort of at the center of your screen at the bottom, like the Doom guy now. You know what I mean? You got like yeah, the, sure. the profile pitches and you got the big the big line for health and the big line for shield. Whereas before the shield had sort of like pips yep. and stuff, uh, like little pips and they recharge. This you just got two lines and they put the meta gel right in the center. And hmm. when you use it, you can actually see the sort of it refilling up. Uh-huh. You can actually see, you know, whereas, you know, before you just sort of had to wait for a cooldown, wait for it to pop back up where you can use this one. You can sort of see it like like a line going back and forth and kind of filling up like a meter. So I don't know. There's there's a few little things. I don't know if it's quality of life per se. I never found the old way that difficult, to be honest. Um, oh, so, man. Are you kidding me? Mass Effect 1, the original, virtually yeah. unplayable. Oh my god! I don't know how people did it back then. And then um, <laughs> the other thing I found hilarious was uh, you can now skip the elevator waiting. Yeah, I heard that you can do this. Yes, but I you played missed the out whole on the day. Dope conversations, though, right? That's it. Yeah, so I never skipped it. <laughs> I wouldn't either. The little skip button the, came up, the and the I never hit it. The elevator conversations are well worth the time, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, that's yeah. just maybe me, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, I want Garrett shitting on everybody in yes. the elevator all the time. All right, there are also um, great awkward silent moments mm-hmm. uh, or now, like awkward moments that happen yeah. in the elevator as a result. Like they know this game is incredibly self-aware, mm-hmm. and so now know. it's funny because the humans in it, uh, like um, who's a Caden. Is his name Caden? I believe it's Caden. The Kaden? other, um, uh, what's the other one? Ashley? Is it Ashley? Is it a- Williams? Yeah, Williams. <laughs> yeah, what's she doing here? She's um, a bitch. Anyway, but yeah, ah, she's not that bad. Listen, you've seen a lot. Caden uh, um, <laughs> was they, well worth saving. They look the same, right? But they they're featureless in a weird way. They're very smooth looking. Their faces are just sort of like that. But the aliens look <laughs> really good in this version, like Rex. Uh, okay. Yeah. Looks really good. Um, Tally looks really yeah. good. Um, her uniform and like the veil she has, like you can see all the little detail. It's, and you can see her eyes now, which is weird to me. I, I don't know oh, if I like that. Okay. 
You can see her eyes through the visor, like real faint. See, I like that. But you can see them. And I don't know if I like that. But um, I liked when you had zero idea. Like, what, you got bug eyes on there? She looks like a fly? What's going on in there? What about the Asari? Uh, God, what's I her name? Um, Le- uh, Leona? Yeah. Tassari? Liara. Leona, Liara. Liara Tassoni? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen her yet. I'm actually okay. just landed on the planet. Remember, you have to go to the mining planet and find her down in the fucking oh, mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I seen the mother, right? Because the okay. matriarch, yeah. uh-huh. Venezia. Is that it? Am I getting the names right? <laughs> it's a lot. They're that like, one I can't remember, but I just remember the Asari like, age way slower than us, where like she's yeah, like she's... a fucking teenager at like 110. And, yeah, like, three. Her mom, the matriarch, is like 500 years old. <laughs> she's like a thousand. Yeah, they got, uh, yeah, they got like, like three stages of life. Yeah. You know? like, I was like, we should all be stage. so lucky. Yeah. It's like for the first 300 years, you get the club. You know what I mean? You get the fucking do fucking do E and fucking stay out late. And then like, and then the middle part is like, I know you fucking get, you, you get your career going. And then the final stages with, uh, you become a matriarch and yeah, you're like, fucking retirement. All, all, yeah. you're all knowing and shit. So, um, but you're not I really, wrong. Like, like, you know, I, I was talking to my wife recently. I promise this will be quick, but I was talking to my wife recently, and it was like, you know, like, I play these video games where, like, we see creatures that live, like, for 200 years or 250 years or more, and we're all, like, jealous. But I was like, but, like, look at our dogs. Like, they live, like, 15, 20 years, and not yeah. even. And um, we live, like, four times that. Like, so, yeah, they look, I mean, that yeah. happens now. <laughs> My cat looks at me like I'm a Highlander. She's yeah, like, "Oh my exactly. god, you've seen so much. Why, why aren't you rich?" And it's like, "What? You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Shut up and go shit in your box, you inferior creature. I've evolved enough. That's right. I've been alive long enough to not shit in a box. Um, but it's like the the aliens look really good." You know, and then um, Garrus is the Torians. Yeah. Like, I always thought they were dumb aliens anyways, as far as if you're going to make an alien race that you can figure out how their, like, biology works. Uh-huh. Like, their faces make no sense to me. They're just, like, half shell, half, Again, like, you know what I mean? And it's bone. a modified arbiter. I don't care what people say. Like, and I, I might be saying that because I've been playing a lot of Halo 2 with my daughter. But at least but like, it, yeah. An arbiter, though, right? The way their mouths open and stuff, you're like, whatever. Their mouths are moving. Oh, that's the, a good the, point. The Torians are just like these rock mouths with <laughs> fucking teeth. And you're like, how can you it's talk? Awkward, how are you even? It's an awkward animation. Yeah. I, yes, yeah. yes. And I'm just like, how is that he looks part work? cyborg. I recently heard from somebody who hadn't played the game before. And I was like, he's not. Well, okay. they have like. I get um, it. Yeah, the way, like Garrus, the way his, especially Siren in them. They like have Siren synthetic like enhancements, it, yes. And he looks like his metal. Yeah, he looks like he has metal teeth and shit. Like, what is going on? Is he there's grilled? a there's a story there. I have the book. I have the book. I do I've too. Read I read it. it's very the, good. Yeah, I read the first book where they go back to mm-hmm. him and Anderson working together and exactly the big, the big fuck up they keep talk referencing in this <laughs> yes. game that they never. He's always like, I don't want to get into it. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you man. can read it. It's not as controversial as the game makes it sound. But yeah, it's no. anyway, it's it's well read, but you're right. They they do synthetically enhance themselves. They are part Terminator. I'll give it that. So you know, and um and obviously Rex is awesome and, and it's fun walking around the Citadel again, talking to all the different stupid aliens. I hate the ones that look like a jellyfish. I'm like, oh, I hate these guys. This little dumb one's like one's like preaching. Yep. And then one of your missions is to get him to move along. You buy him like a permit so he can preach. Yep. What about like, the ones you. where you like find all the super hackers on the Citadel? Do you remember those? Those little blob creatures? They just basically look like all the people who poop sock like World of Warcraft. I don't remember. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Well, there's a, it. it's, a, it's a big annoying like rat race where you have to find like fifteen different oh, the hacker little, aliens. Oh yeah, no, I liked. Um, right now, I took on the little mission where you uh, find all the, the seekers, the the keepers. And, oh, uh, the keepers, yeah. And I always like the lore of the keepers. Right, there's like these mm-hmm. old crickets, these bug grasshopper looking fuckers <laughs> that can like work a computer screen. I, the, think, the, I think we're talking about the same mission, actually. Maybe. Well, they're not hackers, but it's like... Well, I might were, be overselling yes. what they are. But, so yeah. the lore is that they've always run the Citadel. Because the Citadel was made by the, the Protheans. It's like Prothean. Yes. It's, it's left over from like old technology. But it's like this self-contained sort of like running space station. Mm-hmm. And over the centuries all the species have come there and built up the wards, which are the big like fingers of it. Yeah. Think and, uh, of them as like vertical. It looks of... like a, think of it as a flower and these are the petals mm-hmm. and it can close up like and become like a impenetrable, like sort of like shell. Nothing can get in. And all the, the, the five fingers they call them are the wards. Each one houses like a different species and it's become their own like cities. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is all like uh, grasshopper looking things that like run these computers everywhere. So everywhere you walk around, there's there just be a, a computer screen little station with these little cricket guys. Yeah, exactly. And the lore yeah. is, and the lore is that they've always been there. They, they maintain the station, and they um, they no one can figure out like where they came from, or no one can communicate with them. Um, and whenever one dies, seemingly of old age, or or someone kills one by accident or something, like another one just replaces it, and they don't even yeah. know where they come from. Yeah. They say they come from somewhere deep with. It's like this. This is this crazy lore of. And they go. Some think they're uh, the Citadel deep down in its, its bowels, like makes them like genetically like. <laughs> there's some well, sort of it, like it proves what i always know. knew which was roughly the citadel is the five boroughs of new york mm-hmm. right like right. that's what it's really about it is like, what it's supposed to be yeah <laughs> uh and these little cricket guys fucking f- keep it running but i love it like i this yeah, yeah it's the seekers it's great the seekers are one of my favorite like or the keepers i should say or keepers sorry yeah they're they're one of my favorite lore dumps like it's not a particularly interesting side quest but it's right. a great lore dump in my opinion yeah. it's just it, basically no one could do anything with them and they keep the place running so it's like people just ignore them now like yeah. <laughs> you can't fuck with them it's illegal to tamper or like even mess with them they're like the british gods you can't try to make them laugh and shit <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it's like just leave them alone. So weird. Um, so, anyways, fucking 
Mass Effect Legendary did not much more to say about so you know we got our steel books and uh i look yes, forward we did. To- and i'm i'm happy to see that i think um everyone on my friends list who wanted mm-hmm. one got one like on twitter and stuff like that there's a couple of you out there so i'm sorry to yeah, not call you out by name but like mm-hmm. yeah congrats to everybody who got the steel book they that wanted it i did send a picture of mine to los who was like fuck Oh no! And I'm like, your name's Elusive Man. Yeah. How can you not? He's like, yeah, I didn't get one. Oh, I didn't. He was. No. He never even tried to get one. Like it wasn't oh. like he got stiffed on one. He just never pre-ordered. I think he bought it. He's. I think he said he down. He digitally bought it. Like the yes, day because it was it like out. 53 bucks if you bought it on EA Access if you were part of Game Pass. So, yeah. um, I almost did that right, and I told mm-hmm. you like I made the conscientious decision to pay the full 60. To mm-hmm. get the steel book, um, but I think, like I said to him, I said, you know, it's a Best Buy product, so <laughs> down the road you might just find one of these on their shelf. Yeah, exactly. So, no worries. But um, yeah. I got to tell you, I'm not gonna play it yet, but mm-hmm. I am super eager to do it. Mm-hmm. You are making me want to do it even more, and I will be starting it very shortly. And when I do. I think I told you this already. I'm going to play through the whole fucking thing. Like, I don't care if it takes a month or more. The whole yeah, fucking... That's what you're going to do? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to get back to it. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I, you know, that guy Udani, the fucking uh, councilman, <laughs> yeah. Udani, I just talk to him like he's a piece of shit because I'm like, <laughs> I role play in a way that's like, my shepherd's a good shepherd. Mm-hmm. Like he's like yo, he's like Picard. Like I make him like yes, Uh he's his moral compass is good, and he's you know he makes it right. But if you're gonna talk to me like like an asshole, then you're gonna get it back because I am. (laughs) My name is Kratos Shepherd, and I have a giant scar down my eye, (laughs) and I'm a mean looking black fellow with a goatee, and I will tell you to fuck off if you're gonna mess with me. (laughs) Love it, and uh, that's how I play. Like this of this. There's there's only one bad choice that's like Mr. misguided in that game, and that is on um, Eden Prime. It's sort of like the tutorial planet, uh-huh. the very first place. And when you're talking to the two doctors that are like locked in a hut, <laughs> okay. and one guy's one guy's like nuts, like one doctor's just <laughs> yeah. talking conspiracy theories, and he's like, and the choice is like maybe I can calm him down, and if you choose that. Shepard like punches the guy in the fucking face, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, Jesus Christ! They're like that is not what that is. You <laughs> well, misled and me again, on that one. Uh, there's another one in Mass Effect too where you make a decision that doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, and you push a guy off a building. And like, <laughs> I've never done it myself, but I've heard about it, and it's like, holy shit! Like that was always a big criticism of those games, right? Is that they didn't quite accurately portray what your reaction yeah. was gonna be. Yeah. Well, anybody playing Mass Effect, if you get to that pot <laughs> and you want your shepherd to be an asshole, just yeah. pick. I will let me try to calm him down or something, and he'll punch him in the <laughs> punch him in the face. <laughs> even even Williams and stuff is like Jesus. Who do I who do I hitch my wagon to? So it's like uh, butt loving. Um, yeah, but yeah. But anyways, man, uh, Mass Effect. I'm sure what we'll, you and me will talk more about it in the upcoming months. In months. Oh, I can't wait. We, 
as we play it. But uh, I, I don't want to speculate, but I think I'm about a week out. A All week right, out ish. Well, what did what do you do? What did you do? This sure. Um, so trees. Um, I went back to Moss after looking it up. Okay. And from what I can tell, I can't be sure. From okay. what I can tell, my uh, particular playthrough of Moss is mildly glitched. I am sad to report that it's very common to have this happen. Okay. And they're saying I should um, reboot my machine and try again, which I had already done. But I did it again just to check and still had the problem. <sighs> and I know what I would... S- yeah, they're saying, they're saying now I should delete my save and start the whole <laughs> game over. Yeah. Hmm. And you know, then, you know, yeah. You know what I would say to that, Fred? What's that? I would say you got the the gist of it. You got the gist of it. Yeah. So, and and let me let me let me <laughs> go even say. a step further than that and say, okay. um, first and foremost, um, I don't think I have a glitch. I think I I think Moss is a very particular game when it comes mm. to inputs and um, angles and puzzles Mm -hmm. and i think i'm just not seeing what it is i need to do and i very much doubt it's a glitch okay especially this far into it and this much praise the second oh sorry i do know like some of the puzzles i got to Mm -hmm. um you know i literally had to i stood up on from my couch so i could look down on stuff and look around the corners of things Cause you know you can stick your head in that little diorama box, sorta. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So there were some angles, and even some of the early puzzles where you're outside and it's sort of like just like you know uh, ruins and stuff. Like there are some some of those puzzles that become a lot easier if you like stand up and look down at them and around the sides because it does allow for that. You know, there's only so far you can lean in before the controller will get like messed up and stuff but yeah but you you can look like look around corners and stand up and look down at certain things so you know there's a little bit more leeway than you think when dealing with those like 3d spaces so i don't know if that helps at all but you know well i'll i'll tell you i uh while i was going through all this i continued to read more and more issues where um some people report as much as six times having to start over and getting stuck more than 10 times in a single playthrough this does not sound to me like evidence of a um very well polished game and it's i I have to say the game leaves an incredible impression and yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed what I've played so far. But Sorry. if I may be bold, and whether or not this is accurate, I just don't have tolerance for that shit. And more importantly, like if I'm stuck at this point mm-hmm. and I've even looked up a guide and continue to be stuck, I've already exhausted my patience for modern right. games. I, I just have. Like yeah. I, I can't. I can't allow myself to deal with this shit anymore. And that may be a very poor response from a developer standpoint, but uh, I'm sorry. 
I bet I reflect a majority of your players. Mm. Wait, and I, I think don't... it explains a lot more about Moss. Uh, like I said, I was charmed by it. I was enchanted by the 45 minutes I played. I didn't spend yep. a cent on it. And from what I understand, the developers were compensated by Sony. So all in all, I'd say everyone won here. Um, but I will not be wait, continuing forward with Moss. Wait for uh, Moss 2 if they have a There you one. go. Or if I That's get my all. own VR headset, sure. But I didn't want to delay it any further. And again, mm-hmm. I wasn't in a rush. It was just like, give me something. Like, again, I think people lose sight of the fact that if I can't game a video game effectively, intuitively, mm-hmm. then somebody's made a misstep. And I, people may disagree with me on that, but guess what? I'm the consumer, so I just choose not to engage with Moss anymore. So, unfortunately, I'm having to leave Moss in the dust. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You tried it out. You got to it see. It was enchanting like, you, for what I saw. Yeah, yeah. I got to say, it was very treat charming. It, treat it as a, as you played a tech demo. That's all. And move on. And I got to ha- say, I enjoyed my time with it. So uh, hey. I, I'd say this was the best parting of ways, right? This is what we would call an amicable breakup if we were in a relationship. And to defend Moss sure. in, the, in the developers is it was like one of the first games you could play on PSVR. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe some growing pains there. Maybe there's some some. Well, and it still turtles. stands as one of the most significant VR games. Yeah. And I have a very limited list of VR games from a very robust list of mm-hmm. options. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one that stands out. I will give it that. So maybe there's some hurdles they need to get over. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I f- I have completed Resident Evil Village. So wow. Yes. You think I should play straight up? You think I should play? You think I'm missing out if I don't if I don't experience? I don't think you should be necessarily in a hurry, but I will say that I think you will enjoy this game. But we need to we need to we need to cross a bridge here. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I promise it will be a spoiler free bridge, but we need to talk about the back half of that game, which I had not experienced when we last talked. So mm. the ending portions, uh, I, I would even say that's that's not fair to say the ending portions. The back half of that game, um, it gets a little closer to Resident Evil 7. Um, I don't know. It, I can see where people will find it scary, is what I will say. Okay. Um, like when, when it, I, I can even be more specific without spoiling. This is not like fucked up Texas Chainsaw Massacre Baker's mm-hmm. scary. This is more um, enemy encounters, high tension, but also jump scares scary in the dark. Yeah. Oh, so God. that's what you have to, um, that's about as vague as I can be and about as specific as I feel comfortable being on this show at this time. What is the the main lady's name there? The one that uh, lady, oh Oph- God, Ophelia or something, or Lady O something, or Lady. Oh my God! I heard her name a million times. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Maybe an achievement gives me hints of that. It starts with an M. 
lady. Right? I don't know. Hold on. Maybe I get lucky. Lady Damask something. Damascus. No, that's the Lady Damascus or whatever is the yeah. um she's the and tall she, vampire lady. Right. Is she the one with the daughters? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. She is so, the first two hours of the game. She so, Yeah. I know nothing about RE8 except that uh in my YouTube video game browsing this week, all I seen was uh Lady Damascus thick mod. Oh god. And it was just uh I'm sure all, yeah. All cutscenes of her with like uh, a big uh big chest and mm-hmm. big hips. That's all I see. So I well, see she natively has big chest, big hips, but Well, this um, one gave her jiggle. It said with more jiggle in some of the oh, titles. Okay. So I'm well, like hey. I'm like, okay. The PC so port that's... was kind of notoriously a little shitty. So yeah. um let the modders do their thing. Uh, again, as much as I really enjoyed running around with Thomas the Tank Engine or Mr. X being in a thong, um, it ultimately didn't change what the game was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'd say the same here um, without getting into spoilers. Uh, I wouldn't focus too much on Lady Damascus or or Dimitrescu or whatever um, when you're thinking about it. But... Um, Anyway, the back half of that game ramps up everything. Difficulty, fear factor, enemy spawn, etc. And I think that's as far as I'd like to go or as specific as I'd like to go. Um, what I will say is people are reporting like 8 to 10 hours for this game. And while I have no doubt you can get through it in that time. In fact, the speedrun achievement and every Resident Evil has one is like, I think, three hours, maybe two hours. So, yes, this game can be completed very quickly Mm -hmm. if you wish. And if you want to run through that game, dead sprint, or follow a guide and do exactly what you're supposed to do, sure, you can get through it. I experienced a much higher amount of playtime. There is Mm -hmm. the in-game clock, and then, of course, um, the PlayStation doesn't do this, but the series, the Xbox series of consoles does they tell you how long you've been playing the game outside of the game clock so my game clock completion time was 11 plus hours my actual completion time was 16 hours just over 16 hours Mm. so i would argue this is not a short game depending if you want to sprint through it mainline the plot even do some side shit but not like completely blew out every area. Sure. You can beat this game in eight to 10 hours and move on. And there's your 60 bucks and cheers. I um, tend to be more involved with a resident evil game. This game is absolutely drop dead gorgeous from a graphical standpoint and does so many impressive things that I took plenty of time to take in various things such as the ray tracing, which includes lighting, reflections, and shadows, um, the graphical fidelity, um, and just a lot of things that go on. Um, I did not find anything particularly difficult, although I will admit the difficulty ramps up significantly in the back half, but it's still very manageable. Um, and, uh, 
ammo goes from being like so much that it's like falling out of your pockets to being extremely survival horror scant mm. in that game very fast. Um, I was running out of inventory space left and right. And then I went to the back like third of the game and I felt like I was scrounging for any hint of bullets. Mm. So it does that thing. Um, but if you're a Resident Evil player, you usually come to the final boss encounter equipped with your strongest weapons in tow. You wouldn't dare use them in normal combat scenarios and you'll be just fine is what I'll say. Um, I like where that game goes. I like where the plot goes, although it's fucking absurd. It's, it's delightfully absurd. Um, and, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, once you beat it, I have to say I was beside myself with the unlockables. First of all, you get the mercenaries mode, which is a, you know, speed run, um, get points, arcade mode. That's always been a lot of fun. I've always enjoyed Mercenaries, especially since like Resident Evil 4. And uh, and I think it first appeared in 3. So it's, it's fine. It's enjoyable. It's there. Um, you get a new thing that was kind of began in 4, which is once you beat the game, uh, their version of achievements, and later on they became actual achievements. They are streamlined in both PlayStation 5 and Xbox uh, Series games in all versions of this game um, mm-hmm. where your trophies or your achievements directly line up with these um, milestones and you get points for them. And so once you beat the game, you can unlock various things such as special weapons, unlimited ammo for certain weapons, uh, art classic. galleries special modes and whatnot. And when I beat the game, I got over 90,000 currency to unlock items. Mm. Mercenaries was 10. So the whole point is it, it should have been a free unlockable. I don't know why they made it a currency, maybe for posterity or something, but it should have been a free unlockable because it's basically you know, the first thing you should unlock. And then after that, Mm. you can do what you will. Um, Another thing I really like, Trees, was this game is a direct sequel to 7. And while it doesn't have extremely deep roots, there's like hints of it. There is explanations to stuff in there. But it's not one of those things where it's like, oh my God, if you play 8 without playing 7, what the fuck are you doing? It's not going to be like that. Um, What is cool is... You unlock, and this is not like paid unlockables. This like has nothing to do with deluxe editions or using that currency I talked about or anything. You unlock what is called like the um, story of Ethan Winter's um, concept gallery. It's over 120 concept arts, like a 50-50 split of Resident Evil 7 and 8 of ideas and you get to see crazy Hmm. stuff like Jack Baker's original concept and what the original chainsaw battle was going to look like, which was fucking like that original, that chainsaw battle that exists in resident evil seven is freaky and tense and very um, startling to me. Mm. the original concept when you see that concept art you're like oh my god like no wonder they toned it down 
Yeah. When you start seeing some of this concept art and some of the ideas they had and some of the other family members, originally the family was much larger. It was like seven or eight characters. When you mm. see their original concept, yeah, you're like, no. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> like, I'm down. I'm down and ready to go. I don't think a majority of people would have stood for it. As it stands, Resident Evil 7 is still viewed as a game that is too scary to beat for a lot of people. And I respect that. The original version, there's no fucking way in hell. Like, even I think you yeah. would have gone through the end of that. Oh, no, no. The brain tumor psychiatric um, mutant uh, grandma in the bed. Mm. Right there. Like, I can see some stuff. The the creepy twins who start fucking with your brain. Like, there's some, there's some ideas there that are intense. Yeah, to say the least. Um, But it's very interesting to see all that stuff. Uh, You also get to see how Capcom spent like a month in Louisiana. And actually a lot of their decisions they made were based off of being down there. It's just kind of funny because it's like, well, you know, you didn't have to spend a month in Louisiana to figure that out. You could just uh, use the internet and saved yourself about 10 grand, maybe 100 grand if you're sending like a team out to Louisiana from Japan for a month. But uh, anyway, uh, but it's very fascinating to see. And then they connect the gaps by showing you, you know, the decisions they made in eight. The other thing you unlock is a five-part documentary series. Each video is about 10 minutes long. So about an Mm. hour total viewing that shows you the making of Resident Evil 8. And I thought it was very cool. That is cool. Yeah. I I think that's something that I'm not used to seeing unlocked. I'm used to seeing Mm. it sadly sold. So like Jedi Fallen Order, right. famously, I paid 10 bucks extra for the making of documentary that's an hour long. That's included only in the docu- in the doc- deluxe edition. You mm. don't get it in the normal edition. But uh, anyway, um, I love Resident Evil 8. It is another solid edition in what I think is a long line of very good games. Um, not as strong as 7. However, if you found 7 to be kind of fucked up and scary... Mm-hmm. This is a different direction, but it does get on the fucked up and scary side near the end, is what All I'll right. say. All right. Um, last but not least, uh, with Resident Evil 8, I am extremely tempted to go back in and play at least one, if not two more times. Like, mm. right away. I resisted that urge and didn't do that, but... <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, next up, I beat Resident, or sorry, Resident Evil. Um, I beat uh, Rayman Legends. Nice. Good I got to credits and didn't think I was there. I, had another I fell off that for, for a week. My dead cells made me fall off. Ooh, that game gets fucking brutal at the end, but it's still doable. But you know what? At least it gives you a long lead up before yeah. it gets brutal. Yeah, you can get your fill of this game. There's well a lot before to do in that game. Up. Yeah, there's a lot uh, to do, and I should point out I haven't done everything. But when I beat it, I was at about two hundred thousand lums. So mm-hmm. that gives you comparison. Um, the last unlock is a million, so I'm nowhere near there. Um, I had. 50, 420, I minis? think, originally, and then I got to like more like 450, 460 this, minis. 
and there's 700 of them. There are. So. And I have not unlocked all of the Origins levels. I've done about half of the Origins levels, but I have fully beaten every single level in that game. But like the achievements for like trophies or getting all the minis and stuff like that, that also applies to the origin stuff. So since I haven't unlocked them, I still don't get the achievement. Um, That's a, that's a dense package. Yes. (laughs) The other thing I will say is um, in the final area you unlock, uh, you get a granny symphony, which is fantastic as the opening level. Okay. And then you get 8-bit versions of all those uh, musical levels you talked about. Oh, wow. Yeah, and what the 8-bit versions do is not only chiptune this stuff, but they also give you the uh, scan lines, rounded edges, CRT, arcade monitor (laughs) filter on everything. Yeah. The other thing they do that does make it more difficult, but I still found it fun and not frustrating, was they get rid of all checkpoints. So you have to beat the whole song in one go. Okay. If you die, you start the whole level over again. And what's funny about that game being like making the levels retro was it was never a retro game. Yes. To begin with. It yes. always looked great. So it's funny that they went back and made it look if they made it look like an older. Oh, yeah. And thing. they do the weird fucked up stuff where it's like, you know, you probably saw this in arcades and that's you can tell the person who made this did this where it's like too zoomed in. Right. And like the magnification's too high and the 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 kind of like compensation for a rounded image is too high. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to it just basically increases your need to react. Right. Where you get the full widescreen thing, you don't have to react as much when you go to four by three with like a rounded edge, you have to have more twitch reflexes, basically. Totally doable. But mm-hmm. yeah, it gets to be more. But man, the 8-bit version of modified Black Betty on a rounded screen with scan lines, <laughs> there's very little to compete with that. I have to say yeah. it was, my daughter was like, that looks really cool. I was like, you want to try? She goes, oh no. But yeah. that was fun to watch, dad. Um, yeah. So I'm done with that game, but I want to thank you because that game uh, just charmed the pants off me. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoy that. That was what I needed at the time that you suggested right. it, and I thoroughly a- appreciate it. There is more to unlock, and I might go back to it at a later date. But for now, I feel comfortable, confident, and pleased mm-hmm. with what I played. And and again, if you have Game Pass, just sitting there for you to try it out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I own it through Gold. Actually, that's what I got it through yeah. originally. But when you boot it up now, it puts the Game Pass logo. It does, on it. So yeah. So it I recognizes think it's part of Game that Pass, it's yeah. yeah, it is. So it recognizes so. it's in Game Pass now. I also didn't feel an urge to go back to Origins because I got to get a good taste of how Origins works, which is right. slightly different, but not significantly different. But you can see where they like subdivide levels a little bit more, and I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier. But. Um, I didn't feel the urge to go back and redo Legends, but I could, and it is backward compatible if I ever wanted to. Um, last but not least, I want to wrap up with saying, um, before I go to Mass Effect, it's a real remaster season, isn't it? Like, everything's remastering. Um, I just found out that my Saints Row the Third remastered I recently <laughs> bought on a sale is get, about to get a 4K 60 Ultra oh. PC settings. Um <laughs> series x upgrade in like a week 
and uh, it's free for those that own it already. So I think I'm going to have to play through Saints Row the Third this summer mm-hmm. sometime. I really enjoyed that game, and I want to go back to it. But that said, um, I want to play Miles Morales. But before okay. I do it, I wanted to get reacquainted with and just see the enhancements of Spider-Man Remastered. I bought the Ultimate Edition that gives you the Spider-Man Remastered. Um, I don't think anyone really cares that's listening to this, but in case you do, currently they don't sell Spider-Man Remastered. You have to buy Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, and it gives you a free download code, or if you buy it digitally, it unlocks it for you. But otherwise, I don't know of any other way to get it. You can't just buy Mm. it. So I loaded it up. I have a couple of choices. Um, There is the um, 4K native, 30 frames a second, full ray tracing version. There is the 60 frames a second. Uh, I believe it runs at 1440p and no ray tracing version, which is the performance version. And then there is this hybrid, which is called ray tracing 60 frames a second. And what it does is it lowers the resolution, not of the game, but of the reflections in the ray tracing. And it it reduces the uh, amount of people in a crowd. I was willing to take those sacrifices for 60 frames and ray tracing. And I have played through trees. I am playing New Game Plus because I got all my unlocks from the original version of Spider-Man right. I did. And I unlocked 100% of that original game. Mm-hmm. And so I got the platinum and everything just by importing my save. I think I've talked oh, wow. about this. Yeah. yeah. And so I did New Game Plus and brought that save over. And the idea was I can just do the streamlined main campaign with all the unlockables because I don't need to do any side stuff. It's already, all my unlockables are done. So that's what I'm doing. I'm playing the main campaign and I am already about a quarter through after about like mm, five hours. Okay. So, and again, that's not how your original first version Mm -hmm. through this game is supposed to be, but... I'm just playing through it to reacquaint myself with the story, see the changes, and enjoy my unlocked Spider-Man suits. Because the irony yeah. of all these games is you unlock everything, and now you have nothing left to do. Uh, the, yeah. So. Yeah. I'm you, thoroughly you know. enjoying all the unlocks. I'm playing around with the suits. I'm having a good like, time. How do you like your redesigned Peter? Don't mind him, actually. Okay. I thought redesigned Peter looked kind of doofy before, and he looks kind of doofy now. And so... Yeah. Uh, it's just different, right? Different shades of a of the same color to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he does look significantly different. Um, what I have to say though is the graphical increases are significant. This is not a mere resolution change. They add new details to stuff. They add very realistic shadowing. They add just it's. Everything is tweaked. Everything. The fucking sidewalk patterns are tweaked. The Mm. fidelity of the cracks in the sides of buildings are tweaked. The pores on people's faces are tweaked. The amount of... um, There's a computer chip in his toaster to automate it. The Mm. amount of detail on the computer chip is tweaked. And Digital Foundry goes through this like frame by frame in about 20 minutes very well if you want to check it out. But... It is incredibly noticeable. And then when you're flying through the world, the wet reflections on puddles, the amount of puddles for those Puddlegate fans out there, 
the um just the overall reflections in all windows and everything it just creates this height the shadows the time of day the sunlight it all just creates this more realistic world that i'm not saying you need to experience i'm saying if you experience it you'll go oh this was cool this Mm -hmm. was a very cool upgrade and again, having everything unlocked and just burning through the levels, like, it's just super fun. That game is just super fucking fun. Yeah, it's fun. And, and when you don't have to worry about any of the leveling up or side quest shit, like, you're just burning through it and you're like, this is just fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. It's just great. And the moment I beat it, I'm going to jump right into Miles Morales. <laughs> like, there I will you tell you. I want to just jump into it and play through that. I'm eager to do it, and I'm going to do it before I play through Mass Effect. I've heard that that campaign's roughly 10 hours. I've heard similar things about Village, so we'll see. But it's probably going to take me a week, week and a half to get through the Spider-Man stuff. I'm also not in a super hurry. Um, I don't want to rush any of this stuff. I very much am pleased that I didn't rush Resident Evil Village. And that was one thing I wanted to mention as like a statistic, Trees. When I beat that game, I noticed that the people who played it on easy was about 80-something percent. Because mm. I saw that achievement unlock. And then when I yeah. saw the normal percentage, it was like 46%. Really? Yeah, and I'm not saying that anyone who played it on easy should feel bad about themselves or anything like yeah. that. But I am saying that like a person like me wants to play it at normal, which they said was the calibrated difficulty setting. I wanted to go through it and explore every nook and cranny i personally got almost if not completely 100 but i think i missed a couple in lady uh Dematresk's castle and once you complete that castle to my knowledge there's no way to get back to it so if you missed anything you missed it gotta play through the game again hmm. i also had a bullshit glitch it's not a glitch it's just a design choice um there is a certain treasure you can only unlock in the middle of the game. You have to go get it once it unlocks. And if you ignore it, which I did, and try to go back to it later near the end of the game, it's locked up and you can't access it. It's just off limits. You have a limited gap of time and experiences where you can get it. And if people are wondering, it's after the second um, main collectible you're trying to get four specific collectibles early on in that game uh or in the first uh two-thirds of that game and um uh once you get the second one that's where i nailed it but like yeah i looked at it and they're like yeah no it's not a glitch it's not anything it's the way the game's designed they just lock those gates and you can't get to them if you didn't do it right after house Hmm. x so the second house and i'm like okay that's a decision um so yeah uh but uh but yeah just i explore more and most of my people and friends who are online who i know explore more in video games are taking some time to get through it they're taking longer than like i did but i also had some listeners reach out and go no i got most of the collectibles i did most of the stuff and i still beat it in like 10 hours and i'm like okay well then there you go maybe i'm just (laughs) slow but um anyway I want to enjoy Spider-Man without over, you know, stretching my means. But, uh, but yeah, so I look forward to it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be the summer of remasters for me, I think. (laughs) 
Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're having fun. Yep. And um, that new Ratchet and Clank game is going to come out. Very much want to play it. Have no problem oh, yeah. spending 70 bucks myself on it. I don't know if I'm going to get it day one. I will see where I'm at, but I don't know if I'm going to be ready to jump at it day one. But I could easily see myself juggling that and Mass Effect back and forth as like an ongoing project. So it is what it is. We'll see. I'll buy it at some point this summer. But Sweet. And that's it. That's it for me, us, the whole kit and caboodle. The whole kit and caboodle. So. All right. I like it. All righty. Well, I don't know about you, but I think it's time for bed. <laughs> it is time for bed. So I agree with you. All righty. Well, you can check us out, uh, GamingHistory101.com or Anchor.fm forward slash Video Game Purists. Um, if you want to write in or talk about this, it's in our Discord or GamingHistory101.com forward slash contact or contact at GamingHistory101.com. I'd like to remind you that I have a second uh, podcast called Retroactive. It releases in random intervals, although so far it's been bi-weekly and we're hoping to keep that up. Um, We have so far done East 3 and then we just did Half-Life, which is getting some good responses and Jam returns to talk about that. Um, And I did reveal on that episode, so I'll just tell you here, uh, the next game. But I'm going to have you listen to the episode to find out what that next game is. So uh, feel free to check it out. That is at Anchor FM forward slash um, Retroactive Pod, or you can just Google Retroactive and Fred Rojas, and you'll find it no problem. But anyway, with that, we will call this to a close. So thank you very much, Trees. Mm-hmm. You're and welcome. Until next week, peace out. Later. <laughs>